0: You're listening to PodcastJuice.net.
1: Barbershop in Minneapolis, March 25th, 2010.
0: Yeah, well, I'm, I'm all booked up today. Now, you, you next. I'm doing Prince's here right now. You now, you after him. Uh, now, Prince, you mind if we turn the TV on for a minute? I want to listen to the news. I don't care. All right, baby. Good morning, Minnesota. This is news with Aaron Ringcock in the morning. Now, Prince, I'm going to go ahead and put this uh, hot air dryer on your head while I'm watching my news. All right. Good
1: morning, Minnesota. This is Aaron Reincock. And in money news today, hometown hero Prince Rogers Nelson's find himself in a little internet mix up. Apparently, his site, lotusflower.com, charged customers another year of $77 when some of them actually opted out of the subscription. I guess this is a little case uh, nah, of money mattering tonight. <laughs> we'll have more on this story later. Uh, coming up, results on Tony uh, Mosley's run
0: for mayor. Turn this off. I'm gonna get to the bottom of this right now. Where's Prince at? He's over here. Turn this damn thing. Hold on. Prince, what is going on with this website? My grandbaby signed it. I know you ain't taking her money. I don't have time for your bullshit. What do you want? What do I want? You better watch your mouth, boy. You've been coming here since you was 18. I'll lodge my foot up in your back of your ass. Now, first thing is, these are people working hard to pay this money to listen to this thing on this, on this old internet thing. And you don't, it's not right for you to do that. You need to get in people that they money. You know what I'm saying? That's life, man. Life my ass, motherfucker. Life, life. That was the movie with Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence. This ain't life, son. This is people's money. You want to talk about life? Well, what about, what about this? What about purple and gold? Fuck off. Oh, no, you didn't. You better sit your ass back down in this seat. You ain't going nowhere. Matter of fact, I'm gonna cut all your hair off. Cause you don't come in Maybelline's shop talking crazy. Johnny, hold him down. And matter of fact, go on and lock the door. He ain't going nowhere.
2: Lay off that.
0: Yeah, we gonna show you the couple rain. She believed in fairy tales and princes. He believed in jazz, rhythm, and blues And this thing calls- Ladies and gentlemen Welcome to the Prince Podcast On
1: PodcastJuice.com This is the Prince Podcast show That doesn't give you no bullshit We get into this is the show where they'll be like They never should have give them niggas the microphone Because we ain't playing the games And the run around Yoda talk It's just straight, ignorant, ratchet Nah, it's intelligent We get into it uh, So as we continue to move forward here My name is Michael Dean As I said, I am joined by my other co-hosts and partners And uh, we're gonna start at the top with Mr. Big Ken How are you, sir?
3: I'm doing good, man Chilling this Get this show jumping,
1: man Yes, sir And we have a long uh, gone, he's been in the uh, multiverse of Prince, uh, the world and life, but he is back in full uh, regala, Mr. Day dropping. How are you, sir?
4: I'm doing good, Mike, back from the multiverse, feeling good and getting
1: ready to do this. All right. And then we are joined by, as my good friend, uh, uh, D-Berg would say, uh, one of the honor guard of the show. Uh, Q Storm, how are you, sir? Hanging in
5: there, man. Uh, just uh, trying to make a living.
1: All right, and we are joined by a couple of two uh, guests that uh, both have been on the show before. Uh, we'll start with uh, Raka. How are you, sir? I'm doing very good. Good weather in
6: Michigan, and I can't do nothing but be happy about
1: it. That's what's up. And you know, you gave me a very good idea. As I go to Brandon, Brandon. Uh, yes. Tell us where you are calling from Or where you're located in the world uh, Brandon, how are you?
7: I'm doing good, Mike I'm from the chi Chicago um, Very
1: cold down here, man
7: uh, January is no joke But hey, I'm hanging in
1: there Alright, and for those who don't know I think it's, it's great to give sort of a, a idea Of where everybody's coming from uh, Big Ken, where are you at?
3: I'm in the suburb of, of Chicago, man Okay. So I'm I'm in Brandon's hood whereabouts you know.
1: Yes sir. And he's right.
3: It is cold, but at least we don't have any snow, so I'll take it. That's a blessing.
1: We'd have to do another show, but what's going on in Chicago, man? Like yeah, a lot of bullets flying, a lot of craziness happening over here. And that
3: ain't nothing new. That's been that way for years, man. man
1: it's terrible, bro. Terrible. But I uh, gonna like to know, Mister Day Dropping. Where are you at?
4: Southern California, Mike. Way way down south, close to the border.
1: Yes sir. And Rocca, where are you? Oh, I think you said you're in Detroit, right? Yeah. D. Q Storm, where are you located?
5: I tell you what, I'm in Philly, but um, uh, talking to Rocca and uh, Big Ken and um, Brandon up in Chicago, I'm missing my Indiana roots, man. I'm missing my Midwest roots.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. And I'm in Seattle. Well, actually, I'm outside of Seattle, Washington, a little town called Auburn, Washington. How about that? Man, it's funny. Quick story because Philly is funny to me. Back in high school, there was this one cat. He was from Philly and he just had a totally different style than all of us. So we used to call him Philly (laughs) Nigga. All right. So this is the Prince podcast. So let's get into it. Prince has been busy uh, giving us something to talk about. There's a lot going on. So we're going to start with Third Eye Girl. It was a. Twitter handle and a YouTube channel that started up a couple weeks ago and it was the username was Third Eye Girl and without much fanfare they started posting some uh, videos or audio of Prince and some unreleased stuff and video footage one was a uh, rehearsal of Bambi which was a video rehearsal and it was Prince apparently was a, a new all female band and then we got Rock and Roll Remix, a Rock and Roll Love Affair, which is like I guess his current single. or there's a remix version of that. Uh also an extended version of um Lay Down from the twenty ten album. And what was the other uh track that they put out? Uh same I mean,
3: page, different
1: book. Yeah, same page, different book, which is a new song, uh, at least new song released. Um, so we got that. And then a couple weeks later we got um a video performance of uh, I can never take the place of your man. So first thing I want to do is to say that with all of this, those first initial tracks they came out, it was great. And it started to spread online and on Facebook and Prince.org and blah, blah, blah. And then there was this whole thing about who was third eye girl. And then we saw this third eye girl person post, uh, this cease and desist letter from Prince's lawyers, apparently, uh, so it started this whole little controversy of, oh, is this real? Like how oh, Prince, some people were quick to be like, man,
0: see, this is Prince. He always trying to shut people down and just trying to put in music, blah, blah, blah. you
1: know, and then the other side was, well, you know, it's not real. Or is this even a real thing? Is this some PR stunt? Um, I also have to mention that Dr. Funkenberry, um, he had a, uh, uh, I guess like a podcast sort of thing with another gentleman who I can't remember his name right now. And uh, they were, what's it, what's it called? Seth Everett Seth Seth Everett and they were um having this it kind of came off as like maybe there was going to be some surprise guests or there was going to be some information maybe coming directly from Prince <clears throat> through Funkenberry and there was actually a little some little things thrown in there uh that were interesting that we can get into but I'll start at the top uh let's go around the room real quick um Big Ken, have you had a chance to hear these tracks, and if so, is there one track in particular that you were like, you know what, this is some good stuff, or maybe it's not so much good stuff?
3: Yeah, I heard them all, and they were all very pleasant to listen to. I was uh, nice and surprised about the, the, the laydown extended version. You know, that would have been nice to, if it was included on the album. And I kind of got into uh, same page, different book. It had a nice little, you know, funky sound to it. You know, maybe that I prefer the most because it's, you know, brand new. You know, that's the only real new music that we've heard recently other than Rock and Roll Love Affair. So I thought it was pretty cool, man. You know, uh, it just left me wanting more to hear more. So hopefully, you know, he just keeps spitting out some new stuff soon.
1: Okay. Um, I I would say that I was uh, initially, I think I heard the same page, different book song first. And at first i was like man nah, is all right and then i heard the rock and roll love affair remix and i was like ee. like because <laughs> it's actually really different from the release version i really dig this and after further listening like i put it in the car and stuff that's my jam right now Like that's like man this is good stuff uh, i i think this should be like the official version of the song i really really like it for some reason some of the guitar a little feels and stuff in there almost remind me of like dirty mind album just in terms of like i don't know just something about it kind of reminds me of that uh and then same page different book that's my cut right now too like i really gotten into that i like the little groove they got going on there uh i just think that's actually it's actually a really good song um ernie you have always come with the great point system. You always can really break down some of these songs. I'm curious to see what you thought or what your impression of uh, these tracks were. All right. Well,
4: first thing, um, you know, like, like I mentioned before, before we went, went on the air is that I, I just heard these tracks, um, just today. So I'm getting, getting into these for, I mean, they're, they're brand new. These, these babies are just born as far as I'm concerned. And, um, my my initial impressions on them, um, I'm gonna start high and go low, right? First, lay down extended, the highest score for me out of the three. Um, I think this this track uh, should have replaced the track the original track that came out in 2010. Uh, this is uh, the the better version of it. Um, I always thought that that the musically um, the original track the lyrics were more serious sounding than the music and it wasn't quite balanced out that way. Uh, and this track here, um, it's more balanced. The, the music is is in tune and in tone with the lyrics. Uh, and, and I like the way it, it blends better and I think should have been the definitive track on that. So for me on that one, that's actually a pretty good sounding track. And I like it, initial score on it would be an eight out of 10. Then we got uh, Rock and Roll uh, Love Affair the remakes. I like the original a lot, and um, and I think the 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 sparseness of the of the music in the original plays to its advantage. And this one to me is a little too much. Uh, it's not a bad track, but it it's too much of a too too much going on in it. Uh, maybe I just gotta digest a little bit more. But upon initial listening, I'd give this one a seven. Then we go to same page different book. Hold on, now same page, different book on, on that one. You know, yeah, it, it, the title itself is it's critique for me. It's same page, different book. I've heard this type of stuff from him lyrically done better way back when when I when I first heard Sign of the Times, and um, so it, it's it's cool. But again, this is one of those ones that are gonna have to marinate with me for a while. And right now, initially, I just I'm not really feeling this one. I don't really care much for it. Again, I'm gonna have to hear it a few more times. I won't heard it twice. So how much can you do off of, of, off of a two uh, uh, listening thing? Although, I, again, to compare it to my experience when I first heard um, uh, Sign of the Times, I remember where I was at when I first heard Sign of the Times. And I remember thinking, dang, that's crazy when I first heard Sign of the Times. I didn't feel that this time around. Um, so I gotta give this one six out of
1: 10. Well let me just throw in there I think if, when you give it some time I think you'll you'll, you'll you make Oh yeah of it. And
4: again you know These are just initial Again I, this is why I, I threw it in there That I only heard it Like I said today In fact I only heard About two hours ago tops So I mean mm-hmm. it, it, By no means is this it Because again How many times have I heard Sign of the times And how many times ta- how, how long have I Been able to To take that in There's always a difference In scoring something that You know and hold dear Versus something that You're barely hearing uh, right. So, same page, different book. It, it's good. It's alright, but it, I think it's one of those songs that I have to that has to grow on me. It's not it doesn't have that initial impact. But then again, that's been very true of a lot of Prince songs that have come out in the past few years for me too, unfortunately. But you know, six out of ten right now, room for growth, of course.
1: That's what she said. Aha! <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Um, okay. Um, uh, Brandon. Yes, I don't know if you had. A, I know you've had a chance to listen to these songs for a while. What, what was your impression?
7: Well, um, uh, basically, for me, all of the songs are equally um, great in their own right. Um, but my favorite, the, the one that I'm really bumping a lot now, is um, "Same Page, Different Book." Uh, I, I love this one. Um, it sounds like an outtake from 2010 and Lotus Flower. Uh, I like the. Uh, the horns and the very simplistic arrangement with the guitars and the bass and everything. I I thought that was a really nice track. Um, The R&R Affair remix. Definitely love that one. I think it's, it even betters um, the original one, the the one that was released. um, I think it was last year. Uh, I I just, I I love this new spin he put on it. Um, Of course, Bambi, the uh, rehearsal uh, uh, version. Uh, I don't know if it better's the one that came out in '79, but it's it's close. It, it's really close. Um, uh, let me see. Uh, La- La- Lay the laydown extended. That one was really um, a head buster for me. It, it perplexes me as to why he didn't put it on the 2010 album uh, because that one, the breakdown at the end, is just ridiculous. Um, Uh, And and that's about it Those are all the songs That I had the um, the, the time To really listen to
0: Okay, all right,
1: uh, Rocka, what what were your impressions Real quickly?
6: Well, the bandy rehearsal video I didn't really Care for it I mean, it looked like a rehearsal The drummer seemed like she was lagging And the only thing that I liked about Bambi was, uh, Prince's guitar playing, uh, same page different book is my favorite. Um, it's a, of his newest studio recordings. This thing's pretty much on par with rock and roll love affair. You know, as far as the, uh, the analog, uh, production quality, uh, Lay Down, I wasn't really a fan of 2010 to begin with, so, uh, hearing Lay Down, it was, uh, it, I, I didn't like, uh, Lay Down when I heard it on, uh, 2010, I didn't like it, Now that it was extended. Uh, the other, uh, song of, uh, uh the remix, joined to, uh, Rock and Roll Love Affair, it was... I did like it, it sounded like a disco, uh, kind of sung at the disco tempo of the beef per minute or in the 100s, uh, the, I do prefer the original, mainly because the, the, the title rock and roll, love is there, that's what rock and roll should sound like, and I know a lot of people gave it flack because it sounded kind of like uh, Take Me With You but I think that was really uh, his midwestern roots just coming to the uh, forefront it, it seems people forget but he does have some country uh, influences that has influenced the way that he makes music mainly from his guitar playing so but the country chords the uh, the down home bluesy uh, feel of the music was very welcome. You know, not everything has to be a tempo, and not every song he makes has to be, uh, uh, you know, funky. You know, it, sometimes right. it, can, it can just be for what it is. All
1: right. Oh, we're going to keep it moving, sir. We got to keep it moving. Uh, so, with that said, what about this whole third eye girl sort of, uh, I call it a game. The cease and desist letter. I mean, now mm-hmm. let me let me preface. Let me let me put this out there. Now I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, I think a lot of us, we're a little older in the game. You know, I'm 43. I know some of us may be a little younger, some a little older. Uh, I don't have no time to decipher <laughs> who, who's behind <laughs> the posting and was <laughs> it leaked? You know, I'm just looking for the music. Uh, I, I was I want to send a message to say, man. Um, recognize your uh, Marketplace uh, Know who your audience is I think most people could probably say The majority of people that are into Prince at this point Are not kids uh, So I think This whole sort of Third eye thing I don't know, I think it's misplaced with his fans personally But I don't know, that's my opinion uh, Big Ken, were you staying up late at night uh, <laughs> Deciphering the clues To third eye groups
3: uh, hell no, I was not. I mean, we all know this is Prince doing doing this stuff, but but you're right, man. You know, I mean, it's cute and everything. It's funny. It's interesting. You know that you know he would go to this length with the fake cease and desist and all this other stuff. But my thing is, and I've talked about it on other podcasts, man. He should just. I just wish the cat would just get somebody to do a a. Decent website man. Okay, and just drop your music on this website Charge what you want cats will buy it. I mean cats like us people his real fans his core base will buy it And and it's all good and then the word of mouth was spread from from that You know what I'm saying? I mean yeah. half the people out there don't know nothing about this third-eye girl They don't know you know, they're not gonna recognize anything about it and then don't forget the the little you know those series of videos like well you know, did did the did Hannah do it? No, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Then the other video. Why I they throw teach. a brown
1: mark in there? Did you catch that? Yeah, ex- exactly. Brown Mark has been been <laughs> been cut cut from
3: the from the from the oh, inner circle yeah. for years. Okay, so now he get they got his picture in the hell. Just bring back Andre Simone in too. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it's it's funny and everything, but I just think it's overkill, man. Just drop the music and it. Now nah, my what my concern of this though, Mike. Is that is he gonna go through all this trouble, man? The payoff better be big, mm-hmm. okay? Because now if he if he goes through all this to set it up and the album is whack, it's just like man, come on, you know what I mean? it would just come yeah. off as a big waste of time. So uh,
1: let me add to you brought up the whole thing about the <clears throat> website. One of the things topics I was discussing that Funkenberry thing I was talking about was apparently Prince is sort of you know wondering or asking people. Um, you know, what do you think about a new website and like the site being created? And they use this word funded by the fans. And like you would, like, how much would you pay? And like, would you guys come up with a certain dollar amount, I guess, and you'd place an order and then he would just give you, you know, I guess, this music or content. Uh, and that seemed to be a theme of that, you know, podcasting they were trying to get out there That to me is very interesting like, so what do you, Ernie, are you, what do you think about, I guess, Prince wanting maybe to do another website run entirely by the fans and funded? Like, what is that?
4: Uh, well, first of all, I, I don't, I wouldn't believe that for one second. I, I'd be foolish to believe that it's going to be run by the fans. He, he apparently had somebody who was managing things uh, back in the Lotus Flower website and there were talks about cate- uh, what, uh, categorizing and cataloging. Uh, A lot of uh, his back music with with that being a carrot for um, uh, uh, a lot of um, a lot of forthcoming music from back from the vault. And this is back in the Lotus Lotus Flower days.
1: And, And let me throw in there, they bring that up in there like, you know, Funkenberry apparently talks to Prince and he's saying like, yo, the guys you had doing it before, they made great movie websites or whatever. But, you know. That wasn't really working. So I mean, you know, th- with that said, this is coming from Prince. This whole sort of idea, this. Go ahead.
4: Well, I think the idea is always coming from Prince in some form. I, but like I said, you know, there was always that carrot. And basically, you know, if I hear this again about about a website, I just smell a lot of carrot juices. What I smell. So I'm thinking that that it's you know I, I wouldn't. Put it this way, he's gonna have to demonstrate a lot before he gets some kind of money from me that way, because I'm gonna feel shortchanged from the get-go. Otherwise, you know, I gotta see that there's reason for me to invest in something like that. I got no problem doing it. And I and I I used to think that I used to have that sort of, I, I'm going to assume this is the kind of the Prince mentality that you don't, you don't want to put it out there just like that because people are going to bootleg it and, and copy this. Yeah. I think the whole world revolved around that. And there is a good amount that happens. But you know what? There's a lot of folks out there that will pay and do it legitimately. I, I used to be the first and foremost to go out and download and everything. I got no problem paying for it. You know, and, I, and I, I'm okay with doing that. And the moral idea that, you know, you want to support the artist, I'm okay with that and i think a lot of people are and you shouldn't judge folks and think that uh, that you're that people are not going to be paying for it and then have everybody else suffer because of that and then hold things back i think that 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 kind of mentality is what kept lotus flower from being what it could have been and kept the music club uh, from from existing beyond what it did and uh, if he can shake that idea that yes there will be some um, Collateral damage, do you want to call it? As far as people bootlegging, if you can accept that, because that's going to exist. If you can accept that, then you can accept that there is a lot of people who will pay for it. And conversely, those same people who pay for it are going to be your biggest people to to pass on the word that other the music. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that's that's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, can't touch on that. And 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 it's true. Yeah. I gotta see some product before I buy in. That's okay.
1: One of the things they also talked about was that question of the, I guess the bootlegging or the sharing of music. He was like, seemed to be very concerned. Like, well, if I put it out, you know, everybody's gonna get it for free. Some people are not gonna buy it, you know. And I'm like, like kind of what you said. That is a part of. Technology There's really nothing You can't put nothing check online it That cannot be taken And he was They were talking about Well, Maybe if there was Some sort of technology That came around That can alleviate that That's not gonna happen Then I think he has to Get past that Sort of thinking get uh, and Mike, it, Go Mike, Check go it, go it ahead. out
3: he, he really has to get past that Because it's not even About the technology Okay The reality is Look The moment that Somebody figured out That they could rip a song From a CD It was done industry change right but that that's not that's not the that's not the point I'm getting at that just meant that the you know the piracy quote-unquote could spread faster if you think about it even way back in the day people have been I mean look you go and buy a record album I had my uncle's back in the day man they would go buy vinyl and come home and, and record stuff to to real to real.
1: or back even that. Just get and, it off know, the you, radio back in
3: fight. Just record right. it off the radio. You go, go to go to your local the drugstore and buy a ten pack of memorex tapes and then you you can hey man, let me get a dub of that. You know, and somebody gets a copy of your cassette. That's part that's part of it. And that's the problem that I don't think Press is gonna ever get past. And that's unfortunate, man, is that and I think that's the reason why he's not putting out the kind of site that we want. We don't need another Lotus Flower, and NBC Music Club subscription base, none of that stuff. He could just do a regular site, just list the stuff he wants at whatever price he wants. People can just buy it. But he's afraid that, yeah, somebody will buy it, they'll get the MP3, and then it'll it'll spread. But that's the, that's the issue. It's gonna always be that way. It's gonna always, to use Ernie's term, it's gonna always be collateral damage.
2: Yeah.
3: And that's been that way since the advent of the 45. The advent of the cassette tape, reel to reel, you know, that, it's been that yeah, way forever.
1: And, and then the other, you know, and I'm going to go to some of the people here. But then the other thing that was brought up, and I think it was a lot of good things that were brought up and at least kind of see where they're thinking about was doesn't want to do business with iTunes, apparently, or, or any of these other third party sort of, you know, music vendors. And the other part that came out of that discussion was Andy Allo. And as we kind of talked about in that last show, so that Andy Allo album was basically like given to her, like here, free studio time. Let's do your thing. You put this out however you want to put it out. And of course, you can see her album was on Google and iTunes and all these other ones. And as I went back and looked, she actually just signed up with uh, like anybody can do. You sign up with TuneCore.com and just put your music out. And that's what she did. And it makes me wonder, I'm like, well, okay, she did her thing and, you know, he's tied to that music. It's on iTunes or Google or whatever and the people seem to be fine buying it. I don't, I guess there may be some people who are bootlegging her album. I mean, duh, everybody falls under that. But I don't understand why he has a problem with iTunes or any other place. You don't have a, I mean, your music has to be sold somewhere, right? Right. It's
4: a hypocritical uh, standpoint really because this is the same guy who, who criticized the board members of people in Warner Brothers for, for trying to be musicians trying to decide what what which mean, which tracks, which songs are supposed to come out on an album and he say, look, these are corporate men, these are not musicians they don't know about this. Okay, fine and dandy. But you know what, Prince, you're not a businessman in that respect. You're a musician. You make the music. You're not the distributing guy. There's folks out there who've got this down locked and make and has a successful means to do it. Two main areas right now is, is iTunes and YouTube. Yet he shuns these out. He's 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 and yes, he's in a position where he can do that. But is it right for for from a business standpoint? I don't think it is, and it's making him look. And sound hypocritical when he when he shuns them out. And worse and, and than the that, thing worse, is,
1: the thing is real quick, and I'm gonna go to you, Ken. Is that rock and roll affair is for sale on iTunes, right? Uh, this whole third girl, I think, is because of YouTube, right? So it's very interesting. But go ahead. Well, I, and, 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 and
3: the real quick, it is it, not only is it hypocritical, but what he's what he's doing in long term, if he doesn't wise up, because let's let's be real, fellas, the brick and mortar record store is dead. Mm-hmm. Okay, Tower Records and you know Virgin, Mega Stores. Those those days are over. It's not going to be too much longer before Best Buy, and places like that are going to be out. It's going everything is going to be online. So if you're not down with iTunes, Amazon MP3, Google Play, you know eMusic, and all these other sites as a musician, then you know you're just going to be ass out. And it's, and it's going to even be more hurtful if you're not into YouTube and what Prince is doing is by trying by shunning these things, especially YouTube. He's limiting his exposure to a, another generation, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, people, we know what Prince is capable of and what he what he means to music and so forth. But what about our kids? And, and, and you know, the, the young people, man, they flock to YouTube. That's how they, you know, find new, 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 new artists, you know, to follow, new talent and so forth. And when he chooses to take all his stuff off, it just makes no sense to me. But, you know, hey, man, it's his choice. I hope he knows what he's doing. But, you know, he got to get with the program.
1: All right, uh, you've been silent the whole time. Uh, Q Storm, what, what do you think about this whole thing? I know you haven't heard the songs, but I know you've got an opinion on or What's your thoughts here?
5: Well, actually, uh, while you all were uh, conversing, I was over here doing my homework, and uh, I, I had heard um, "Same Page, different books. As a matter of fact, I heard it for the first time or a piece of it last night uh, on d Bird's show, and... Um, it's a it's a nice song it's a different track but i tell you what outside of uh and i'm talking up the top of my head right now outside of 2010 um i just the prince's music to me i just recall a time when and Ernie kind of uh hit on this early on in this conversation where i would remember mm-hmm. where i was when i would listen to a prince track or i would hear of a prince track uh prince album coming out and that was a point that was a, a appointment schedule. You as soon as class was out or as soon as the job was done I'm going to the record store because no matter what the album is, I had never heard it or whatever, I had to go get that album and I would sit down, listen to it track by track, read the liner notes while I'm listening to it. But as of late, like I said, with the exception of twenty ten, his his music, I wanna say around for me, around anticipation, musicology it just kinda of became just okay. I mean his sound just kinda of changed up for me. So that's kind of the, the the um impression I have with the same page different book. But I was listening to I managed to find um the extended version of Lay Down and now that as I said twenty ten, that album to me was very exciting. So I'm very glad to hear this track. I, I I'm going to try to uh quote unquote acquire it through uh technological means, but uh I did like that track, but talking about the website, I'm just curious. I want to ask all of you other Prince fans, if Prince were to, I'm just curious, if he were to do a new website, would you go to it and, and he would have put um, the new stuff on there that he's doing now or some of the unreleased stuff that he did back in the 80s and 90s, maybe extended versions or rehearsals and stuff like that, which one would excite you more if he were to do a new website?
1: I oh, mean, Obvious the old stuff, but uh, oh, yeah. Brandon, yeah. Brandon yeah. what are you, yeah. <laughs> Brandon? What you gonna
7: pay for? Oh, okay. yeah, um, definitely the old stuff. I, I, with the website, uh, not that this new music isn't compelling, but I, it, it's like Mike said, um, it's more obvious that the old stuff would rule out everything. But I still think that with this whole website, jazz, I think Prince has kind of lost his business leadership. I don't know what he wants to really do. I mean, he... uh, Charging people money, uh, a a membership, giving people a membership to join a website, I I just want to say that it's kind of outdated now. It it doesn't really... It's not going to appeal to the masses. Charging people $77, $100, it's just not going to uh, appeal to, you know, different demographics or different people. He needs to really find a way to find some type of a balance on how to distribute his music. I, I just find that crazy to me. I, I don't okay. know.
1: Uh Rocca, quickly would you be willing to pay uh for a website right now from Prince?
6: No. And uh on the previous podcast that I did I explained why I wouldn't uh buy anything directly from him and I think he needs to tighten up his business practices. I mean his business acumen is very warped and in today's uh uh climate, you know, you can he can uh toss off uh single recordings of outtakes and and remixes, but I think he's so uncertain about how he wants to release a four-length album that he is he's boxed box himself in in this conundrum and unless he has a total paradigm shift where he totally accepts uh, the uh, the digital uh, uh, environment of releasing music I think he may just become a footnote,
1: you know, years down the road. Okay, all right. Um, Wanted to go back quickly to, I think, that whole impact of the music. I remember where I was when I heard it. You know, I I honestly don't think that is necessarily uh, because of the quality of his music. I think that has more to do with the way we are getting content. Um, I think you could say the same thing, like, I think TV is a great example. Like it is so decentralized uh, decentralized how you right. receive things and when you watch it when you want to. It doesn't have that um, schedule, I remember exactly, or I have to go here to get it. It is just so everywhere that I think for us as consumers, we've allowed that to uh, take away the impact that we experience certain things. And I think Prince is a perfect example of where this sort of matters. Cause, because again, yes, it was very... Uh, structured or scheduled releases and or appearances by him and so every one of those was so impactful because you never got to hear or see him until those things happen right I think now that it's just everywhere and we tend to think oh, there's nothing to I can associate this with that I, helps me remember it um, you know so like when you have a sign of times you brought that up that was interesting yeah I mean that album mm-hmm. right that album just that song came out of nowhere, boom! He's got a new song. What is this? It's this is interesting. i never heard it, and you don't know nothing else. There's no video. There's nothing else that you can associate it with it, but what you thought about it. Uh, then the album drops. You know, here comes the movie. You know, there's so many limited, exp- and we, you know, there's not a lot of pictures of him. There's not a lot of. He actually, didn't have any videos at all until you know, like the second single or third single, right? You got the look, but other than that, we didn't see shit. It was just what we had in our mind, and so it was so much more to us. I think now we've seen so much. You're right. He can just throw out love affair, and oh, actually, it came out last week. Okay, I didn't know that. Uh, you know, it's not it's not big news, right? Uh, I take it in the same way as and I'm going to diverge here quickly. Michael Jackson, Motown 25. Why that was such a dramatic moment for everybody? Because again, for the majority of people on the planet, they had not seen Michael Jackson since he was in Jackson Five. You know, not very. MTV had only been around for briefly, and not many people. Many people had cable at that point, but everybody had regular TV, and so oh, here comes the Motown show. Everybody's gonna watch that. There ain't nothing else to watch. And so, boom. Here he, he. It makes it so much more impactful. And I'm just saying that to say that I think his music and a lot of music uh, falls into this category where we don't really have these uh, mass cultural center points is where we can all. Of have a related experience to oh, remember when that came out? Remember when this happened? Um, the only thing that really has that sort of a thing now is movies because, it, yeah, it comes out at this day and you got to go to the theater. But other than that, you know, TV doesn't necessarily have the impact as much. Yeah, we may all watch The Walking Dead, but I might watch it on a Thursday on my computer, whereas you may have watched it the night it came out or blah, 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 blah. So I think his music is the same sort of thing when people talk about Andy Allo's music to me, and I say it like this, and i end it for me. I just bought the three or four songs that I like. And I was fine with that, getting the mp3. For some people, they couldn't buy it and didn't want to appreciate it until they actually got the CD. But You know what I mean? It's like they associate that there's something different about getting the actual disc in your hand. You know, at the end of the day, it's the music, right? It's like a book. It's like the e-book. Well, I don't like to read books because I like to hold them. Well, again, it's the story, right? Regardless of how you got the story, you're gonna get the story. But again, maybe there is something that's us as the consumers that we place more importance on things when it's presented to us in a certain way. And I don't know if that's a generational thing or not, but that's my long winded answer to I think the whole musical appeal of Prince personally. But can I can I just, just say something real quick? Go right ahead.
5: See, to me my my problem with Prince and I was a huge, huge Prince fan. I mean that's what got me introduced to you, Mike. I, I started listening to your show. I love your guys' commentary. You guys broke it down. I mean, taking me back to all these albums that I loved that I can just remember where I was when I was listening to them. But the thing is now, like I say, and I don't know if anyone's going to agree with me, but you know, Prince's Prince's music changed. His style changed around the mid '90s, and that was kind of a blow for me. But I stuck with it. But now all the all his songs. I mean, the last the last. Um, collection of songs and correct me if I'm wrong that I recall was twenty ten. And I recall just there was a buzz about that. I mean we were talking about it. It was it was his first compendium, if you will, of music. I just I don't have the time or the I want to put in the effort to try to follow all these drips and drabs of this music coming out one single at a time. Here's a single over here. Here's a single here or I got to find it on
1: another website or, Oh, he has, he has where
5: is that? Okay. Well, that's
1: exactly what I'm saying though. Again, uh, because 2012 was a very limited sort of release. They were, you know, it's in the newspaper, it's in another country and it's a collection of albums. It makes it sort of like, Oh, okay. I, I, let me understand this. But as you just said, when it's dribbled out in all these other mediums and it's, and it's not a centralized thing, I think it loses some of the impact. Me personally, uh, You're right, his music has changed. But the reality is that's been a constant through his career. For some people, his music changed so much after nineteen ninety nine that they was through. So, I mean, that's that's just part of Prince. His music always has changed. for Well, some his people. music, even 1999 and moving on, it, it was still very funky. Not no, I know, but I'm just saying in terms of his core base who brought him up to where he was at that point, they was done after Purple Rain. They wasn't into Around the World in the day. And I, I'm just saying, I know a lot of black people... And that, that's
5: like, unfortunate. I think that's very unfortunate. A lot of people fell off on him at, uh, with Around the well, World. But, but the
1: that. point is to say, his music always changes styles. For some people, they all like it. Some people won't. But that's Prince. I don't think that's anything... I don't think in the 90s His music just became terrible To the point it was unlistenable And Ken I think would tell you Some of the 90s Had some of his illest stuff I mean every period Has its different sort of style But how was it presented to you? After the 90s Is when he jumped off of Warners And I think we all sort of Took a different Opinion of his music when it seemed like those albums were throwaways, or the way they were presented to us. Again, he's not as engaged in the process of the delivery of the albums to us, so it feels like it's some bullshit. But again, if you go, you know, I was one of the big. I heard Chaos and Disorder. I was like, what the fuck is this? But I will tell you now. I think that's a dope album. Now, I just exactly. at the time at the time I felt like you know what, he doesn't give a fuck about this, so why should I? Exactly. Exactly.
3: It's yep. all about the presentation, fellas. Exactly. During it during the eighties during the eighties he had the Buku presentation the videos you know the the album covers the fashion changes the twelve inch singles he he had the backing of the label and it was all good and the music was was excellent as well so that just made it even better in the nineties I, I personally my for me personally I think he 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 took a misstep with Diamonds and Pearls to an extent and more so the symbol album. But Come, Chaos and Disorder, The Gold Experience, those are great albums, but they, they don't get any of the love that they deserve because the presentation was so screwed up because yeah. he was in the midst of that whole exactly. slave Warner Brothers thing and they just get overlooked.
1: You and, and you know what? I think that the, the <laughs> other thing too is for years, Prince wanted to do his way in terms of, I want to get all this music out. And Warner Brothers is like, no, we're going to do one at a time. Everything's going to have a structured marketing plan And you know da You get to the point where he goes to the gold and all that What did Prince really wanted to do Was I want to put out Come and in a couple weeks put out Go and like that's what he was behind To do that and of course one of us, No you can't do that and then he was like Well F it I ain't doing nothing and they was like, well, we're still gonna put these records out. I'm like, Fine, that's cool. But why are you putting that out? I'm gonna go put out the MPG Exodus album, and I'll put all my efforts behind that. Now nobody really got to hear that very much. And so when he drops, come, wow, where's Prince? There's no video for these songs. He don't give a fuck. Uh, Gold Experience comes out a couple, another couple years later. Where's Prince? And there's no videos. He doesn't give a fuck. Now of course we've seen there were videos, but he just didn't give them to Warner Brothers. Like f you. So it makes his albums feel like ah, they're okay. Those albums are dope, right? But it's just, like you just said, the presentation, he was not engaged. So therefore his fans kind of don't really have an engagement to it either because a lot of it is based on what we perceive him to be behind these songs. He's not performing these songs. He must not care nothing about these songs.
3: And that's where the website, that's where the website's come into play too because right after he split with Warner Brothers, okay, then that's when you saw the MPG Music Club, which had a lot, and I mean a lot of promise, right? If, 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 He would have followed through completely with what the original goal was, which was to provide us as fans the material that we wanted, which meant meant the stuff in the vault, which meant new Mm -hmm. new material, you know, videos. Right. If he would have just did that, you know, and and really stuck with it, we wouldn't even be having this discussion, you know, and and he would still be relevant in terms of terms of media, you know, how he distributes his music. But he lost interest in that. It's well, like he uh, lost interest in love for one another, he cream. lost interest in love
1: and all the rest of them. Cream is what happened to Cash. Mu- rules everything around. When he realized that, God damn, I just said it's seventy-five dollars per person for a year, but the reality is this shit is costing me maybe four or five hundred dollars per person a year. He's like, ah, eh, pump breaks. I ain't. Do- <laughs> it's over. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's over. <laughs> I go do yeah. these tours.
3: Like, That's God. why I say at the end of all this whole thing with the third eye girl, man, I just he's got to come correct with it not just on the music tip but also in how he distributes it and how he promotes it you know what i'm saying because it's going to all be for Nard. he could have the the greatest album that we've heard in years upcoming you know because he sounds to me at least from what i've heard he sounds rejuvenated okay that and that's great but if he's not going to present it to us in in a way that we can consume it and how we want to consume it and that's the other thing fellas in this whole thing that's buried underneath this is prince is part of that old guard What I mean by that is, he doesn't realize that times have changed. People want what they want when they want it. Now they don't want to wait. That's why there's the same problem that the television networks have right now. They, you know, they they adhere to a schedule. They adhere to no, no. People DVR shit. They want what they want now. They want Hulu, Netflix. They want it now. That's the that's the vibe. That's was in iTunes and MP three. If he can't get with that then that's going to be a problem. So if he has this great album upcoming with Screwdriver and all this other stuff he's got coming, man, and Third Eye Girl, and this funky as hell, got the hard rock jams and then two slow jams, if he's going to bury it on some obscure website where we got to go do all jump through hoops to get it, man, it's just going to be all for naught. I mean, now, as a fan, I'll still probably get it just because I'm, 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 I'm whack like that, but it just would be a shame.
1: I, well, you know, I, you know I just, I, the thing is, I'm
3: sorry, go ahead. Whoever was speaking, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say, just kind
5: of piggybacking on what uh, Big Ken just said. Um, I'm just looking at um, Prince and why he's not seeing how his contemporaries that were, you know, popular at the same time he was putting out music at his heyday, well, I just don't understand why he's not looking at them and saying they're still, and I don't want to get to this whole debate that you guys got to about two years ago, but they, they seemed like he would see that they are still relevant. And they are still in the visible presence of their fans. I mean, they're still making themselves talk available to their fans accessible. I don't understand why he can't see that.
1: Well, let, let, let's just say ooh, this. Well, Q-Storm said the R word. Yeah, Q let's just agree no. here. <laughs> to his fans, I think he is more than irrelevant and available. I don't think... and I, Now, to the mainstream music world, no. But to his fans who he really only wants paying attention, yeah, it's all there. Again... Uh, Prince is not in the mainstream music world. Neither is Madonna or any of the other ones. That's not get I, twisted. I disagree with you on well, that. Again, you may hear about her doing big things and the tours and stuff, but Prince is doing those same sort of things. Let's be clear: she's not selling records. But I
5: teamed up with uh, Justin Timberlake two sure. years ago, and, and it, it
1: was whack. Again, again, no, Prince. Let, let's be clear. Hold up, hold, listen. Prince has teamed up with Beyonce. I mean, they both... Yeah, never did a record together, did they? Well, that's Didn't not Prince's style. I'm just saying, if he wanted if to... His was killing him, It's what I'm saying. Well, again, let's just be clear. If Prince or any of these uh, Golden Age superstars wanted to do a song with whoever was hot at the time, we can pretty much agree that that other person would say, of course. But we know that Prince, when has he ever reached out to who was ever hot at the time and wanted to do something. He has done that, and they've said always yes, and you can look at when it was Eve or whatever hot rapper was at that time. He could do that, but that's not what Prince does. What I'm saying here is Prince is Prince. He knows he's not gonna be hidden in that world. I don't think he's even allusion to that, but he's still relevant to music in the terms of, as I was gonna bring up, Billboard is about to give him this big award on their next show. He's gonna perform it's going to be a big thing. They're hyping it up in the press. Uh, he's also being honored, uh, we can get into this, the music of Prince at Connergy Hall, which takes place March 7th. Uh, again, who's on the bill who's going to be singing Prince's songs? Elvis Costello, D'Angelo, Michelle, uh, The Roots are going to do the, be the house band, uh, and Blase Blah. So again, he's already done what he needs to do to be solidified. Him playing the relevant race of mainstream, would be a foolish attempt in his part. I don't care what he put out, it'll never be accepted and be number one on charts. To me, that is a fact. Uh, it did, going back to Ken, uh, I think Prince, I think another thing to throw in here is that Prince did do a fabulously, I would say classic album, uh, The Rainbow Children, and put it out himself. Did not sell anything. Not that it wasn't good, but again, it sold to his fans. But if he was to, and I think to me, my opinion is he saw that and was like, okay, I'm going to do that shit. I'm going to do that next shit, something different. It didn't go mainstream, but it was highly successful in terms of it was a very great tour that supported it. He actually played all those, most of those songs on that tour Every other album since then, he's hardly ever plays any of the songs off those albums. And every album since then has been uh, an album of what Prince, you would think Prince is supposed to sound like. So he has the the rap sort of thing, the R&B sort of song, this and that sort of song. But it's it's just a whole bunch of collection of songs, right? Trying to appease the top You you
4: hear more from the previous album on the current tour than you do off the current album. Sure. You know, it's weird.
1: Uh, Let's... We want to keep it moving here. Um, so uh, let's just throw that Prince is going to be honored at the uh, Billboard's Music Award on May 19th. Uh, what does it say? He is going to be get. He's going to be honored with the Icon Award. Um, he's scheduled to perform on this show. I would imagine they'll get some of the uh, you know top people of today. They may actually do a tribute to him on this show. Uh, what is your... Uh, rocker? I think you're a younger guy. What do you think about that? About Billboard? The Billboard Awards honoring yeah. Prince with the Icon Award.
6: Um, it is a great opportunity, but I'm, from a, I'm, I'm just looking at this from a marketing standpoint. He, he, this year has all of the imaginations of 2004. And... I'm wondering, will he really take advantage of this and really uh, embark on a full-scale tour of, of, of new music? I wouldn't mind the hits, but, but, uh, but tour behind the album and, uh, and, and really do a full-scale uh, promotional tour, you know, doing interviews, doing press, um, Let me ask and, you this
1: question. I mean, well, why would he do that? Uh, um, what What's the benefit because, of doing that?
6: Because these, these shows are just getting, to me, they're getting tiresome. It's predictable. It's boring. And this could provide a joke. You know what I mean? Depending on how well the performance is. And. And it's been a it's been a while since he's actually given a performance that that amazed me, that blew me away. And on a televised platform, he could gain a new audience. Uh, he could reach a, a new demographic of of young people who will want to know more about him.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, Big Ken. Uh, this is this a pretty good? uh I think the last time we t- got into a conversation about him being awarded with something, I think was you might have. I think you might have looked at it as it was some sort of. Uh, it wasn't a good thing. I think. Um, I think we're talking well, about. Well, no, I mean it's,
3: it's you know this this whole Carnegie Hall thing, this tribute to Prince. You know, I mean, look, let me put it this way: the cat is a living legend, as far as I'm concerned. So, I, I think it's you know this uh celebration of his career and you know this icon status and all that stuff that they're trying to put on him. that that's all nice and good and he's worthy and deserving of it I think uh, you know this kind of stuff should have been done long before this but I guess they're doing this for what? what is the 30th anniversary or something like that so you know I don't really have a problem with that you know and, and if he does tour and all that stuff you know that'd be great you know um but you know, it remains to be seen. You know, you know, referring to what Rocker was just talking about, whether he's gonna, you know, stick with the hits, the hits or not. You know, let's let's face it. The, you know, the people that go to those shows, man. You know, unless they're hardcore like us, they want the hits. Exactly. And if you don't give them the hits, they not buying. They not buying the, the tickets. And and that's no different than any other, you know, older artist. Okay, right. your Bruce your Bruce Springsteen. He's not gonna go have a. a, a a tour and not play any of his hits. I mean, he's going to intersperse it with some new material. Yeah, but he's going to play his hits. So, you know, I'd like to see Prince, you know, have a tour and play some new stuff as well. But he can intersperse some hits in there, too. You know, that's, that's just going to have to be the way it's got to go, probably.
2: Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. you know, and then we'll go to the next person. But it, it, I think that the touring thing, uh, highly successful. I mean, those shows are selling out. And they again, unfortunately to us, they're you know, hits Latin. But at the end of the day, on the business level, I think that's the one business thing he does understand is how to do these big tours, arena tours, uh, and be highly successful and sell them all out. It's because he is playing what people want to hear from him. Uh, he's giving the people what they want. Uh, if he was to give us what we want, they wouldn't be arena shows. They'd be like the Rainbow Church and concerts, which were in smaller places. And he didn't play those songs. And it was okay. But I think, it, you know, the... Live Nation and these huge concert sort of established uh, promotion companies aren't going to bankroll a huge budget tour and you're not going to give the people what they want. That's just, I don't think that'll ever happen. And I don't think Prince, really, I don't think he cares about that. I mean, if you look back when he was on, I think, the BET thing and he was wearing the outfit from the 2010 album, a common sense thing would have been like, oh. He's hyping up 2010, of course, this whole thing, he's promotional thing, he's on the cover of Ebony, and he's gonna drop a new album, and this makes total sense. And he just turned his back and didn't do that at all, right? I mean, that album didn't even come out in America, so he made all those performances and appearances for nothing, but I don't think he cares. At the end of the day, he can still do Welcome to America, which is a tour for an album he never dropped and doesn't even hardly play that song, and still be highly successful, and I don't think the people paying tickets could give a F, as long as he's playing When Doves Cry, and all the other stuff, right? So I think mean, he's got two different audiences he has to play for. And unfortunately, the audience that's paying millions of dollars, mainstream audience, wants to see that arena tour, whereas we may want to hear whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, all right. Anybody else have any other things to say on those topics?
4: I, as far as a tour goes, you know, I, my my fantasy world would would have him... Playing a nice combination of hits, the current album and unreleased stuff. Um, if I would, I would love to be able to see come to come. Uh, Was it May when he did the Billboard thing? For for them to give him the ability to do at least three songs and then have that type of uh, a mix in there. Throw in a new track um, as far as like from from right now that he's just recently recorded, and then play a, uh, a, a classic track, whatever it may be, Purple Rain, and then uh, play an unreleased track or, or a typically bootlegged track, you know? And, and then as, as a hint to how the, what the tour will be like, and then go off on tour and do just that, mix it in. One third uh, classic mixed in throughout. One third new material and one third uh, vault material. Oh, man, that, that'd that be great. That'd be a nice balance, and you get a good feel for where the guy was, where he's at, and and where he could be. And, you know, it, it's a good retrospect type of concert. Sure. You, should call, you should call it retrospect. Why not? All right. But, you
5: know. I think, uh, Go ahead. I, I'm just going to say real quick, I think the only reason we're having this conversation about what song should he play, what song shouldn't he play, is because I, in my opinion, I don't think you just have any other artists or any of his even his contemporaries that just have the volume of work that Prince has. I mean, most artists I think they put out a, uh, an album every three to four years and he he mm-hmm. puts out an album every year so there's so much material that you'll constantly have these battles about, well, what songs should he play at the concert? Old ones, new ones, this, that. There's just so much to choose from and he only he's limited to, what, two hours? I mean, he's yeah. got well. like days worth of music to play.
1: And like you said, I think all artists who have a huge body of work have to do that. You know, I, this may be sacrilegious to say this, and I don't know why it popped in my head. But I look at somebody like Dr. Dre or Snoop Dogg. I get, now, if I was to go to a Snoop concert and they don't do nothing but a G thing, I would feel cheated. Even though I know this guy has eight, nine albums out. I don't care about I want to hear them cuts. Those are anthems to me. I need to hear though. That's why I'm coming. I'm not coming here to hear you play that new album that I don't even hardly, I don't even know is out. And I think the same with Prince. If you even look at his last TV performances, I think he did rock and roll up a fair on TV, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That songs were selling iTunes. I can pretty much guarantee you people are not going to run out after seeing that performance and let me go buy that. And you could argue that maybe it's the music is whacker. They don't I mean it's good. We are looking at Prince to State. This guy's one of the greatest of all times. He's a great entertainer. When he comes to town, I'm going. Now I may not go and buy his newest stuff. I might go buy Purple Rain, which is a huge hit on the charts if you look on the digital charts on, for whatever reason. I just go buy that. That's what I remember. I have great thoughts when I think about that song. It's nostalgic, right? So I don't think, that's why I said I don't think regardless of whatever new song he puts out, it could be dope as hell. Most people, again, aren't gonna know that it's out. I not gonna care uh, I, I know who Prince is And when he comes to town I'll go see it So I, I, again I just think Him trying to Play these shows To somehow Make some sales I don't even, I hope that's not On his mind Because mo- Nobody's selling records anyway So That that shouldn't even be a concern that, They don't care about Your new music Half the fans Don't even know us out <laughs> Ernie just heard it today Right So again right. Uh, mm-hmm. if, if you are so invested In it as we are in you know, it's sort of a lack of days sort of thing. Imagine a guy who just happened to be flipping on Jimmy Kimball and oh, there's Prince. Did you see Prince last night? Oh, it was great. Uh, they're not going to go log on iTunes and download Rock and Roll Love Affair. That's uh, just not going to happen. Moving forward, Prince at mm-hmm. Carnegie Hall. I kind of wish I could see. I want to hear this because to me, with the Roots and Questlove and them in charge of the music for all right. performer, that's just going to be dope. It is. It's, it's it going to be really dope. <laughs> So I really was, I hope that this comes out somehow. This is a charity event. Uh, apparently they've done many of these for some of the other great artists of, of our generation and, beyond, and before. And so now they picked Prince. Uh, if it was up to me, they just have Michelle, uh, D'Angelo, and The Roots do the whole damn thing. But they got a lot <laughs> of great... And I'm, I'm curious to see Elvis Costello, what is his, his take? You know? uh, so I, was, I think that's going to be very good. The Blind Boys of Alabama. You know, wow. Prince Joints, Carnegie Hall. I mean, it's a high-level sort of a thing, right? Here come all these great artists, and, you know, the ticket prices are out of control. They got one ticket <laughs> here is
0: $10,000. <laughs>
1: the ultimate fantasy encore player. But what do you get with that? You get the opportunity to join the all-star lineup at uh, for the encore. Uh, and then, of course, you're backstage with 10000 Again, this is charity, so that's why they have these sort of high prices.
5: Does anyone know if this is gonna be um is this being taped for to be televised or
1: you know, uh, I'm sure it will be taped. I don't know if, if it's televised or not. I don't know if have they ever televised the other ones we we'll have to look into that. Um I hope that they stream it online. <laughs> that would be great. But uh or somebody makes recording because again I know Quest love huge Prince fan. They go deep mm-hmm. and so yeah, mm-hmm. that would be so it's gonna be good. Um all right we are got to get into this next conversation, uh, and let's get this thing going. So, with the Third Eye girl thing, uh, it comes to an uh, announcement that there's, I guess, a new band, or a new version of the new band, and it's a female band, uh, sort of like a power trio sort of thing. Uh, Hannah Ford, some people <laughs> help, me, help me with the names. Is it Ida? Uh, yep. Bass player? Yeah.
7: Ida Nielsen. That? Ida
1: yeah, and is it Hannah's? Did I already say Hannah's name? Who was the other young lady? Anna yeah. and Donna. 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 Um, and you know, just jokingly, I had it was a screen grab of the three young ladies they were being uh, interviewed for TV, and I just said at the top, I said sisters, or <laughs> <"Are> no sisters, <laughs> and I was like, well, was, you know, jokingly, there's no black women in here. Um, now let me preface this to say. These recent performances Prince has done over the last three days here, it seemed as if he has two bands. Because the, the first couple of concerts, uh, one was dubbed as a rehearsal sort of tryout for a drummer, uh, entirely different, you know, had the horn section, a different drummer, different people playing instruments. Uh, and then I think the next day he even brought back, uh, you know, Shelby and the rest of the girls. They were all there, and then they did another performance where it was just Prince and, and the uh, the other three girls. Uh, so I don't know what's going on there, if he's going to bring two bands out on the road or what have you. What that said, got into a conversation with Q Storm, who really kind of started going in on Prince's choice of women companionship over the years, whether it be in his you know work, in terms of his videos and or... Proteges or women on the movies, and off the, uh, sort of off the, you know, so I was bringing up people like Nona Gay, which he did collaborate with, but, you know, there was relationships there and other, other women. And, you know, what sort of thing? Is he colorstruck? Is he, like, maybe just promoting uh, non-dark-skinned women? Uh, that sort of thing. Uh, there, I think we have sort of touched on this before a couple years ago. But Q-Storm... Bring us in a little more. What what we're talking about? I think this is there is a larger, sort of interesting, sort of comment here.
5: Uh, well, you kind of set the, the stage, um, you know, with uh, with your provocative post of you know saying no sisters, you know. So I just chimed in and I simply made the observation that um, through my you know being a fan of Prince since. Um, I think I came onto the Prince bandwagon uh, controversy. As a matter of fact, the first song I think I ever heard by Prince was Private Joy, and that, that blew my head open. Um, but since that time, you know, I've gone back, you know, pre-controversy, and I just noticed that with the exception of a, maybe two or three women, it seems Prince prefers women of a certain complexion. And uh, I made that observation and it kind of blew up the boards. <laughs> um, it's, not a, it's not an observation to judge Prince, uh, but I will say unabashedly that <clears throat> given, given our, well, I'm not even gonna say our society, given Western culture's penchant for placing women of a certain hue on a pedestal, whether you look at our movies, magazine layouts, promo, promotions, uh, commercials, TV shows, it is very clear that there is a love affair with lighter-skinned women, and darker-skinned women really kind of have it tough. And so I said that Prince being a man of color, it's just disappointing that if he were to exclude women of a darker shade simply because they are of a darker shade. Um, now, if, he, if his heart takes him where it takes him, more power to him. But I think anyone who excludes for superficial reasons is not a very open-minded person.
1: So you're so, saying he's got a white girl love affair. <laughs> 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 hey, I, it is what it is.
5: That's how I thought about it. And again, it's based on my observations. My ops and I formulate certain conclusions which are opinions that I do not force on anyone, let alone Prince. It is his life. Prince has made more money than I will see in my lifetime. He has much more success than I do. So I'm not hating on him. I just I'm just saying I it would be nice if he someone of his cachet well, you know, in be a little bit more diverse in some of his choices in terms of his professional relationships and his personal relationships. But again, who am I to judge? I'm just making an observation. Okay.
1: Uh, well, I'll let somebody else comment on that first, before we go. But,
4: you know, Mike, uh, there, there was this one guitar player. She was pretty fucking badass. Her name was Wendy. And um, then I, when, when I saw who Wendy was, I said, hey, you know, this is white girl. She's still a pretty fucking badass guitar player. And I kind of left it at that. If, if, if he's going to pick uh, um, band members of, for, again, superficial reasons, let that be that. But they still in the end, they got to hold their own. If, if, if I'm going to hear a, uh, an audio clip of him playing, it's going to be good or it's not going to be good. And that's just that. Uh, I'm not going to know anybody's skin color or anything. I'm just going to know whether it's good or not. And, um, you know, and I agree. If if he's doing it for, for superficial reasons that way, then, you know, shame on him. Do it because it sounds good. And that's it. I mean, these women are beautiful women and you can just go off of that alone. Oh, okay. So you only want beautiful people in the band. All right.
0: Well, as fine as she is, you
4: don't have to know. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You know? It, yeah. And, and that, is it that, you know, now you say that, is it that? I would hope not. I really would hope not. So I'd just leave it at
1: that. Do you think it ever has been? I mean, let's be looking uh, over the years. Past oh, yeah. History. Yeah. Because,
4: because, um, uh, Ingrid Chavez was retarded and, and she was pretty. um, then and <laughs> wait a minute. You just said she was retarded. <laughs> well, she was just that was dumb elephant box shit. That was views nah. and opinions of those by Ernie. Yeah. Exper- <laughs> well, okay, okay. Let me let me throw a, a common one out there. I'm pretty sure everybody gotta have to agree with this one. Yeah. Carmen Electra was was pretty hot, but she could not rap for nothing. Am I wrong or am I wrong?
1: Uh, You're very right. Yeah. yeah.
4: See, and he did that there. I mean, she was white. Yeah, you can message her to a bark, right? And a moan. Look, man, check it out, bro. Check it out.
3: Check break it, it out. down. Let me let, let, let me break it down to the lowest of breakstivity. All right, man. All right, look, here, look, look. Let's be real. Let's just break it all the way down, man. If I'm not mistaken, Prince is of a mixed marriage, is he not? Mm, yeah. no, I don't think so. Really. No. Are you sure about that? Are you sure about that? Both nope. his parents of course, are black. The whole faces of our previous.
5: We did. We've
3: done this. We've done this before. Okay. This is, okay. Well, ago. that's exactly. my bad. I thought. I thought that Purple Rain was semi-autobiographical, and I was part of it that his father was black. We know his father was black, but I thought his mother was not oh, black.
1: Can do. We have to pull your Prince hey, card. Hey, you, you could. You could <laughs> hey, you, hey.
3: What is you that? Should. You don't say. Snob alert. What the? Hey. <laughs> fuck? Boy, you can. Hey. You can try to pull a card. You're gonna come back with a nub going. All right. I'll take on any motherfucker on that. But what I'm saying is, regardless of, regardless of that, he may or may not have a preference for the lighter shade. I mean, look where he lives. He you know, he grew up in Minnesota. There ain't that many black people there, you know, anyway. So there very well may be, you know, and that that's a problem, I guess, depending on the person, you know, how you view it. You know what I'm saying? I know a lot of sisters don't like it, but that don't seem to stop them from flocking to his shows. Whenever he whenever he comes in the concert, my my main thing I'm kind of with Ernie on this man. At the bottom of the bottom line is, if these three chicks that he's that he's picking for this band, if they can play, and they can hold their own, and it's gonna be funky, then I don't really it don't really bother me all that much. It doesn't surprise me, you know, considering Prince's history, <clears throat> and it really shouldn't surprise any of you. You know, you guys have been following for forever, so you know this guy is prone to do this kind of stuff. I, I'm not gonna condoning it, but, you know, I'm sure there's some sisters out there that you could have played some, I mean, hell, he could have he could have brought Ronda back. Mm-hmm. Ronda was yes. a fine ass on bass, you know, he could have brought, but, you know, you know, he uses up musicians, man, and then, you know, he toss them to the side, he get bored with them, and he go get some new cats, man, so I think that's just what's happening here.
1: Brandon, uh, looking back over Prince's bands, you can even go to the original sort of bands, you know, reading some of these books, you always hear, of you know, why did he pick uh, is it? Uh, I'm sorry. The drummer's name was it Bobby Z. Yeah. Like, why did he pick Bobby Z over? I think it was his cousin Chad or or Morse, who people thought was way better. You you know, maybe he was trying to go for this sort of Sly Stone mixed band sort of thing. So he got to pick somebody else of a different race to kind of match that sort of vibe. Well, what do you think about this stuff? Uh- you know, Mike, I, I think that you know a
7: little bit a little bit of what you're saying. Yeah, I, I I've always looked at it as well. He wanted to really break through. He really wanted to make his band integrated with all colors of people. You know, it didn't. I I, I personally I've never seen um, a problem with him putting colors of people in his band, different ethnicities of people. Um, but. I think my issue, and I'm going to chime in a little bit of what Q Storm was saying a little earlier. Historically, when it comes down to the women, I don't think that he's really giving the darker women that he's used enough of a push. He's always giving the lighter skinned women more of a push. I mean, we can look at you know the new women he has, uh, Andy Allo and uh, Bria Valente and all these things not that it's an issue but I've just noticed that he's he, I, I guess he wants these women to he uses these women to be image to to play as like image vehicles for him to kind of give him you know more of a benefit I don't know but I've always noticed that you know he hasn't really given Shelby J even though mm-hmm. you know uh-huh one yeah. who kind of uh, you know she's this, this bold sister she can sing I mean she can now sing Andy Alo for that for that matter I mean she can sing she can now sing anybody she's the one of the best vocalists I've ever heard and great and she,
1: stage yeah, presence too like
7: Yes, right? and, and he's yeah. never really given her a, really like a push now I will say the one sister that I, I would say that he kind of gave a push but I don't know what happened was um, Tamar I thought tamar Mm -hmm. could hold her on but why did he uh drop the why he even cancel the milk and honey album you know it seemed like they had a good connection it seemed everything was going good but no album so it's kind of like what what's what what's the deal prince um not that i've all i've had an issue with that i've just noticed that i've just kind of i've I've had kind of like a side eye when it comes to <laughs> there you go. <laughs> kind of like, okay, so you're oh, telling me. Where's Rosie? What
5: right, Hey, there, thank you. Where's probably right. the best vocalist he's ever had any dealings with, why didn't he push her? And there was another vocalist he had, I can't remember which tour it was on. I, I, I remember I bought up all the bootleg VHS's though, but there was another artist that sang behind him before Rosie that
4: was just dope and never heard a thing out of her. Well, Rosie got pushed away is what wound up happening with Rosie, unfortunately. Hmm. I mean, you know, he just I did, I, you know, him did, and the boys back then were just very, very uh, you know, bad to her. <laughs> pushed away, you know. I mean that but then that was just that's just a whole different chapter there. That's just wrong. But right?
1: Yeah, I mean, it does. There's great points. You know, somebody brought up Carmen Electra. I mean, true, there was a lot of money and resources spent on Carmen Electra. But at the same point, uh, you know, Nona Gay, uh, I think it was the song "A Thousand Hugs and Kisses" or whatever. I mean, that originally was a Rosie song, and he took her vocals off. I mean, again, there's a two two sisters. Um, well, one one, one is
0: fine as hell,
1: mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. one he might have been down, but uh I mean so I don't know there's a lot there I I was I think that yes Prince comes from this from the 80s early days he's in the midwest he's black he's rocking so I, I said this. he has a perm now you can argue cat that's got a perm I have nothing against perms but the same reason when I had a Jerry curl in same with Michael Jackson lies other people that's not our natural hair. Even black women have their hairs perm and stuff. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of junk, on hmm. why the hair is like that. You know, trying to fit in to a certain sort of society or culture that you may think that's just way you're supposed to be acceptable. And I think his whole presentation, uh, greatness and awe, which is why I love him, is a part of all of that mess. I mean, he's a representation of that at its greatest. I mean. Um, Right. He doesn't look like he, It doesn't really look like that. Right. I mean, he wears a lot of makeup and I don't have a problem with that, but I understand where it comes from. You know, why did little Richard do all that? You know, why, why did they look like that? Well, again, he'll probably be a little more successful looking that way than he would if he looked like, you know, this other more masculine sort of, uh, presence at the time when he came out now you could probably get away with that now which i think a person like uh lenny kravitz is great he doesn't have to do all that he can just have his shit cropped down low he's still accepted you know the sexy image and he's a man and all that And there's no question but i think when the time that prince came up you had to sort of have that effeminate sort of look and let's be real light skin was in you know El DeBarge. All them cats was at the top of the game. Prince was probably right on the king of that. All
4: right. Well, you know and his look and everything back then. I mean, he told Chris Rock in the interview that it was very intentional. It was deliberate. Everything, yeah. everything was deliberate. Well, he that's, said that's and himself. everything
1: he's doing. You know, yeah. Uh, Andy Ello, you get an album. Shelby, here's one song, and that's not a diss. But I just think again, you have to look at who this person is and where he's coming from, and it, it is what it is. You know. I, to me, as a person who's always watched Prince, I thought it was very interesting. I can't think of the year. It must have been in the 90s when he, he obviously had a switch. It was like, you know what? I'm coming on some black shit from now on. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm going to name check some black shit, and you will know that, yeah, yes, I am black. Like Before, it was never part of his conversation in terms of his appearance or presentation as a prince, right? But I think once he sat down with, uh, that time he sat down with Tavis the first time, I remember, like, the day after that on the org, I, I could see a lot of, uh, I'm just speculating, a lot of white fans was like, whoa, this motherfucker, a little too black, too strong. Like, some people didn't really like that interview. I thought that was his greatest interview ever at the time. <laughs> I was like, this is a real cat. Like, okay, yeah, he's, I'm identifying with my people. And I think that was a very calculated move to do that. But I think he switched it up on purpose. I don't have a problem with yeah. it, but you can tell, like, he kind of was like, even when the get off video came out, that is not no, uh, just coincidental thing. Let me have a version of this get off video with nothing with dark skin women. I mean, that to me, I was like, Oh, okay. This is the first time he's ever had some dark chocolate sisters on the video and they all dark chocolate. <laughs> okay. I see what you're doing. You know, you know, so there is some of that element in there, I think. But again, where does he come uh-huh. from? What time period is he from? Right. Um, yeah. In terms of the women, you know, I, I mean, you know, one of the things you brought up, Q, was uh, like Cherry Moon, and you know, I jokingly was saying, but I, you know, realistically, how many? Yeah,
5: you, you don't want to go
1: there. Man. <laughs> <laughs> how many, you know, millionaire heiress black women are there in Paris that would deal with two broke ass pimp niggas from America? Everybody like get these clowns so my, out of here. Somebody, okay? let me see. I got the straight. You oh, are saying that th- uh, hold on. You're saying it's
5: unbelievable that there could be possibly be a black woman in the modern era that has some money.
1: No, Maybe. that's not what I said. I said in Paris, France, where that story takes place, well, how in- many in- of, of them oh. would be oh. that would put up with two broke ass niggas from America running game? I just don't think most of them, uh, if there wasn't, she ain't going for that. Well, hold on. First, first off, it was in the French Riviera, not Paris. Thank you. Okay. Sorry, <laughs> professor.
5: <laughs> but I'm trying to get across it. It's all about suspicion and disbelief. And if you can buy, if you can buy the fact that these two fools on the French Riviera with all these white folks getting in, in, in getting into these white women's pants, and, and I can and believe it, that. You can believe that.
1: I mean, it happens every day. You ever see Maury Povich?
5: Mari
1: Povich. <laughs> I'm saying, you got to hey, weave
5: that one together for me, bro. Well, I, bro,
1: here, Here's the thing. I, I'm saying in terms of there is an element, and we're going to get very ratchet here, there is an element of uh, a lot of brothers that run game on white girls. I, I don't know where you, where you grew up from, but there's a yeah, lot of Yeah, we're talking about
5: white girls that live in trailer parks on Mari Povich. We're not talking about white girls that live in the French Riviera.
1: Right, but I'm saying her mindset is she was dumb. You know what I mean? She didn't recognize the game. That they was both running game on her. She didn't recognize it. I'm just saying most... I'm just... Uh, again, it's, it's suspension believe Well, There's not too many if there were sisters that are millionaire heiresses that is in the French every year. They're probably not going to go for some... They'll be just as tr- color struck to be I need to go with the white dude. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to go with no broke... He don't do nothing for you. What does he give you? He don't give her nothing. Now, for... Mary Sharon, he, oh, he's, he's funny. But mine, he's he's maybe, musical I, and he's I, a listen, funny dude. He's running game. But, I mean, but other than that, he don't bring nothing to her. That's why her dad was like, recognize these niggas. Um, these niggas, me. Who is Mike, Go ahead. Mike, I mean.
5: Mike, I think maybe <laughs> I need to watch the movie again, but I don't think these women were going to Prince for him to take, for him to take care of them financially.
1: I think they were going to him to get some of that net. True, That's but I'm just saying. And, but right. I, again, that was a part of their color struckness That I need some black dick. Right. So it doesn't. So well, again, if I was feels black woman I, she ain't. She ain't. She don't need. I well, mean, uh, she's just uh, like uh, I need some nigga. Like, who's going? Uh, what's the next part of the game? Like it ain't these. Okay. Cat, I didn't have these cats uh, before. There's nothing special about them. I don't. I think I don't want. to But anyway, go back to your real yeah. point. Go to your real point. <laughs> 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 no, Niggas i my, debating my, dumb my, shit go My whole
5: point was that in all of his films, all of his movies, all of his concert videos. I don't recall him ever. And again, see I'm coming off as well, being an expert. Who, and who was not- Vanity? I think-
1: Vanity wasn't white, was she? She was mixed, I believe. I mean, she was just as dark as Prince, if not darker. Okay, well, we can go back to
5: the, uh, to the post, and again, you can you can you can throw out Vanity. You can throw out uh, Nona.
1: Well, what girls are there other than these main ones? Apollonia, Vanity. These are not white women. These are okay. women of the same complexion as Prince. You can go
5: to you can go to the original thread that we started. And I gave you a whole. I, I ran it down.
1: Well, break oh. it. Give me the names then, because I don't have the thread in front of me. Like, what other women are there that Prince had?
5: We're talking uh, Madonna. We're talking. Wait, wait 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 wait.
1: Prince, talking, and, Prince uh, and Madonna what? What, When was this a relationship When was Prince, this pumped up
5: Prince was chasing Madonna for a little bit of time He, he wanted to get with
1: her Prince was chasing Poon period though. But go ahead okay Madonna Yeah. and
5: okay, Madonna,
1: Tim Basinger
5: mm-hmm. um, uh, The twins, uh, the, twins are, true. I,
1: the twins are not white women But go ahead I, I didn't
5: say what Mike The beginning of this was about light skinned women
1: but Prince is light-skinned. That's what I'm trying to understand. The point. What is that? What is it? So? Uh, oh, right. So what does it have to do with are well, they're, they're not... Again, he's not a dark-skinned man, so I don't understand why he would go... He's choosing something other than what he's not. Somebody...
5: All I'm saying, if, if you are going to... Post, if you're going to... The, the point I'm making is that if you are making choices on super superficial uh, reasons... Sorry I don't find you someone that deserves respect. That's what
1: so, i yo, Go ahead man. Yo, but if
6: you look at other celebrities, black male celebrities, how many of those male celebrities date dark skin?
5: I agree with you 100%. Men? You have no argument for me. I said on that thread, I said, Prince looks like he's practicing this just as many of our black male celebrities do. Let me I mean, ask.
1: You, okay, let me let me just. So I I want to be clear. Prince is not a dark-skinned black man, but we can you, agree I, that he's a black man. Is that correct? That's the point, Mike. I know. I'm just. But he's not a dark-skinned black man. He. But he is still considered black. Right. So are you saying because he's not picking dark-skinned black oh. women, that's the problem?
5: Oh no! I'm saying that. If, The problem is, if you want to use the word problem, I'm not going to say it's a problem for Prince. Sure. Let me just get this out. I'm going to be very clear. It's not a problem for Prince. I've said this many times. I said in our culture, it is a problem that our dark-skinned sisters do not get the same respect as our light-skinned sisters and Eurocentric women. (laughs) So That's Prince is not part.
1: respecting the dark-skinned sisters. That's what you're saying. I didn't say he doesn't respect them. I, I said my
5: observation is he tends to associate more with women of a lighter complexion. I'm just curious why that okay. is. It's and I'm because- throwing
1: you the option. Is is it because maybe he's light-skinned? And it's just, again, what's wrong with him being, uh, or flaunting, I guess, the women who look like him as opposed to women who don't? Well, let me, let me throw that back in your face. Well, it, was about a, it was about a month ago.
5: Was it, it was a month ago, my man decided all of a sudden in the um, in the twilight of his career to sport an afro. Now, what? Is, oh wait, 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 wait,
1: wait! He's had what, an afro on the first album, but uh, uh,
5: what was cha- the? Cha- okay, he had an afro on the first album. Was not he, was no first. New. he was barely known back then, but okay, I will give you that. But let's move. Let's move ahead three decades. Okay, okay. he decides to go sport an album, uh, an album, an afro. Mm-hmm in public, what are the chances that we would ever see Prince with a woman who has an afro who has
1: such Afrocentric features? Like Shelby B when she's bald-headed? Right, and you just said he kind of kicked her to the curb, didn't we? No, I'm just saying, you said when was the last time he sported? Did they not go to the awards show together and sit, she was on, I mean, he gave her major plugs, she was sitting right next to him, she was spotlighted. What happened to that? Nothing. What you exactly? with How- that that's the whole point. That's well, I mean, you could say what happened to Prince after that? Nothing. <laughs> okay, Mike. Right. Okay. All right. I what guess was she supposed to Big Ken, uh, you got anything else to add on that?
3: I have nothing else to add on it, my brother, because I don't want to risk getting my Prince card pulled. <laughs> no. and then, then I'll have to kill a mug and be locked up. so...
1: Yeah, oh! Here we go. Obama got control. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man I think Rocco was saying some things online I, You know, at the end of the day And that, and it's not an excuse But again, I think I wonder if us looking for Sort of racial equality And, and, and presentation in, From a person like a prince Who comes from that sort of, you know Sort of color struck Back in the days And you know and all that looking for that person to kind of show us this sort of thing i think it's i don't know if it's right um i don't know if it's fair uh again we can judge him on what he's done back in the day and now again i think there was sort of a okay let me change it up a a little bit and i will start bringing some other people in the group and spotlighting them though that i think there's warranted to say you know it's interesting that Andy Allo got shine, and this person doesn't. But again, it's not more different than any other stuff that went through in his career. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, this is a person who rumorly is his girlfriend. So, of course, she's going to get to shine. I mean, it, you know what I mean? Uh, he's had many people in his band that probably had no sense being in an organization other than the fact that he had a relationship with them, whether they were his best friend or girlfriend. Oh, yeah. And so look at my tape. Yeah, I mean, you know. Oh might say a lot of the people uh, yeah. that's in there they ain't got no reason to be up there but you know it's whatever that motivates him and it's good to me if it motivates him and it makes him make more music then it's good for everything and, and maybe with the, the, the chicks right now who are still probably fantastic musicians in what they're doing I'm not slighting that but if him having you know I'm gonna have the all white girl band and he just gets the motivation to make some, some dope music from behind that then I say more power to it you know, then do that. That's what it, that's what art is supposed to do. Get things that motivate you and switch it up. So, you know, I don't know.
7: This is my question. Whatever happened to Bria? Yeah. Isn't <laughs> <laughs> she a the Witness? I don't
1: know. Uh, mm-hmm. I was saying that before the album dropped, like because <laughs> she never said a word. Like I ain't I never ain't heard her saying no song. Nay song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, hey, again, recognizing hey, uh, the game for what it is, that's his girl. That was his girl, probably. So, I mean, yeah, album, whatever, boo. I have yet to hear that album. I
4: tell you, I have yet to hear that album. Name mm, isn't. Yeah, and I don't, you know, I don't think that album.
5: If we're talking about the Brian Valente album, I don't think it's that bad an album, personally.
1: No, oh, it
4: wasn't.
1: It, and is is just that we don't we don't identify with it? We don't know anything about it. So again, that impact it that doesn't mean it. it's like, eh, well, yeah. I got a question.
6: Go ahead. Uh, 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 Q, in that thread, you said you had no problem with uh, black men uh, dating outside of their race. Right? Right. So, if he date, so if Prince dated, uh, if he, you know, uh, got involved with 100 black women from right now, would that kind of balance the quota of light-skinned sisters he's, he's done. I mean, I, I, I like, if I was just kind of throwing up, if you had no problem with with him dating outside of his race, then does it matter, does it not matter that he has dated dark-skinned sisters of a darker hue,
5: even though maybe be no, disproportionate let me, to...
6: Let, let me just... Uh,
5: let, let me just and you like this. I, again, I don't want to conflate what I'm saying with you can't date outside your race. I have never said that. I, I, what I'm saying is that I mean, I've dated outside my race. What? The point I'm making is that I didn't date outside my race exclusively. I would never I would never turn down anyone of a certain race if my heart if it were really in the cards for me to if I was such a person, if we clicked doesn't matter if you're white, black, what do you say? Black, white, Puerto Rican, or whatever. It doesn't matter. What I'm you saying, saying
1: that Prince did that?
5: No, Mike, let me finish. No, what man. I'm saying is that I have a problem with if you feel like you need to date only one type of person because you feel like, well, those those over there just aren't attractive or I don't, let, let me stop pussyfooting around. <laughs> I have a problem if you're saying I don't like dark skinned women. Why not? What's the issue? Why are you excluding dark skinned women? I think that's a problem that dark skinned people in general, women or men, I think that's a problem that we have in the, in, in the Western society. I've said that many times.
2: Okay. So no,
5: I'm not saying that I have a problem with him dating outside of his race. I have a problem if he exclusively dates outside of his race.
1: Which he's not doing. So that's not even an issue, right? I, I don't know that. Well, again. Vanity <laughs> Nona Gay uh, Susan Moonshee.: to be- Tony Bear Or whatever her name was I mean Maite it go- it- Well Maite is not black But it goes on And I mean it Outweighs more There's more Quote unquote Black women Associated with him Than white You brought up one Madonna some People would argue What they have to do with that and then you said no, no, Kim Bassman. He, wa- he wanted white. Right, but that's two people. Perfect. That's, a, 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 that's was, two, but you said, you just said it would be a problem if he had a preference. i give you three if you wanted to put in Susanna, which is probably the one he most had a relationship with. Those are three people that we know about, right? So I mean, again, it, the majority is not white. So that's why I'm trying to say that is not his issue. So you- The majority is not white? The majority of women he's associated with are not white. Mike, you keep bringing up white. I'm not talking about white. white. I'm or outside white. of his race. Right? That's I
6: said. A lot of these women have been out, have been women of color.
1: Black. Again,
5: I think, you, you, I think you, you, you all are not understanding what what I okay, said. Well, so,
1: slow it down for us because we we're not understanding. I, I am addressing
5: outside of the race because that's what you presented to me. I never said outside the race. You all are saying outside the race and I address that particular topic. I've always said light skinned. That's what I've always said. So
1: within the race or not, it's the skin tone that's the issue, right?
5: That is that is what I'm specifically addressing, yes.
1: Okay. I just uh, there you go. So but and that's what I was saying earlier. But, but wait, his, let me let me, but let me his be skin clear. tone light is skin. not dark either. Uh, me, so no I just mind. I don't understand. Like he's right.
5: Let me be clear. Light skin includes black women, white women. Women of a uh, uh, Hispanic or, uh, uh, persuasion, it includes the whole pool versus dark-skinned
1: women. All right, so I'm saying, I understand that, but the thing is, the guy in question isn't dark-skinned, so that's why I find it rather odd that it would be different <coughs> if he was Wesley Snipes and was going for out something different than what he is. But he's a guy going mostly for women who damn near almost look exactly like him. But, and now that's your problem.
2: If,
5: if, I, if I'm light-skinned, I can be super. I can be superficial towards women that are dark skinned. Is that what you're saying?
1: No, I'm saying is you're more than inclined to go with what you know and what looks like you for most part. Uh, so right. I would thank most people right. if I was a dark skinned guy and I was around a lot of dark skinned women, that's probably what I would atone beauty to be. Okay. All right. Put it on
5: pause for a sec. I want to ask all the other brothers out there. Do you agree with that?
3: Well, you know what? All I'm going to say is this, bro. I'm going to stay out of this conversation. Because based, based on what you're telling me, then I'm whack. Because I'm a, I'm a light-skinned black man. I've dated black women all my life. But I happened to find the love of my life. And she happened to be Puerto Rican. And that's who I'm married to. That's now, fine. That doesn't, mean, that doesn't mean that I have a predilection Shit's for light-skinned women. Real. I've dated a few darker-skinned sisters back in the day. But, you know, for all we know, I mean, you know what, Mike, what Mike just said might be true. You know, like you said, Prince is light-skinned. Maybe that's, that's all he knows. I, I mean, you know, it, to me, this this topic is too complicated to boil it down to, no pun intended, black and white and just say that because he doesn't have, you know, any darker-skinned sisters in his band, and that means and he, you know, he somehow, you know, um, short-sighted against black women. I mean, we don't know, man. This is, this is too... This is too... It, it, everybody is different. Everybody got their own likes, their own dislikes. And then you're right, though, Q, there are some some issues that we as a culture have in terms of how we view ourselves, so that, that that's at play here as well, but that's a deeper psychological issue, man, so, you know, I'm not the right brother to speak on this, man. Well,
5: let me ask you, Ken, seriously, why would, you, I, unless you were just uh, being tongue-in-cheek, why would you say that I think you're waxed? Why I'm, was just, you, I'm just being tongue-in-cheek, bro. Okay, I want I'm to say that up right, right away, because <laughs> I respect you, bro. <laughs> You know that's not what I was saying. Don't,
3: don't worry, brother. I ain't flying to Philly. It's all good, man. It's cool. It's, it's, it's cool. I'm just saying. I, I tend to stay away from discussions of race, just because they can they can become volatile very quickly.
5: That's the problem. with uh, our
7: mm-hmm. Why can't we? Like, no, seriously. Yo, come
3: on, guys. Just,
5: we, why, can't we we we, why can't we? have a problem
3: with
5: how? Why can't we have a problem with how we barely
6: dated? Uh, uh, non, uh dark-skinned oh. men? Damn.
5: Nope. What's the problem with, she has dated dark-skinned men.
6: But if Halle Berry had the same dating history as Prince with other men, would you
5: have the same position? I, I really don't know where I'm not being clear about
1: this. Oh. Well, here, Halle Berry's a light-skinned woman. She's only dated one darker-skinned black man that I can think of, Wesley Snipes. But Wesley mostly, Snipes, she also dated so I mean is, Eric Benet. Everyone has light- so, light-skinned to do, just like if he was Vanity or something, right? He's not dark-skinned. He like, is Eric light like skin. Yes. No, that's yeah.
6: what I say. <laughs> if Halle Berry had the same dating history as Prince did with other uh, non-dark-skinned men, would you have the but same opinion? I,
5: what I know of Halle Berry, who was the love of my life, by the way... Where um, we go? <laughs> <laughs> what I know about Halle Berry is that she dated... Wesley Snipes, there was one other brother She dated, Christopher Williams
1: Light skinned
5: I I didn't know that, okay, Christopher Williams She dated, um
1: And
5: now she she married the one guy No, she dated the model Now she's dating this Oliver Martinez guy,
1: Dave Justice who she Married, light skinned brother, Eric Benet Who she married, light skinned brother Again, where's the dark skinned brothers, man He's asking you, do you have the same problem with her (laughs) Because she's doing the same exact thing if she, if she, I now would say she's this. with the white dude, right? If she, Say what? And now she's yeah, with the I white I just dude. said, she's with Oliver Martinez.
5: And prior to that, she was married to Aubrey, I forget his name. He was a French model, I believe. A French uh, underwear model or something. I
1: don't think they were married. They had a kid together.
5: No, that's it. She was dating. So the but,
1: thing is, she has not dated, she's only dated one dark-skinned person. Where Prince has been with two. So the question he's asking you is, do you have a problem with her as well?
5: Again, at the beginning of this conversation, I said the word "problem" is not a okay, word I would we use. Won't do some mic, mic, you, you know, what, off, I'm about, no, my, you know mic,
1: what I'm talking mic. about.
5: You know what I'm talking about. You're not going to cut me off, bro. You <laughs> yeah. ask me a question, I'm going to answer the question. What I said at the beginning of the conversation was, the word "problem" is not uh, is not a word I would use to apply to an individual. Whether it's prince or Holly Berry.
1: Noted. But, noted, noted. We note that, and, and that's okay. We're not going to deal with that word. But and, and you know what we're talking about here is she of the issue as well. I have
5: an issue if she feels like she only wants to date white men. Yes, I would have an issue with that.
0: There you have it. Well, I, I,
7: I this would. is question, but this is my question: Wait, Why would I, you I, have a problem I, with that?
0: I, I said, I said. Oh, is, that,
7: is it is it, it, it the history? I mean, why would? I think this is what gets us as black men, I gotta be real. I think this is what gets us as black men and, and women. Why would what? you have
5: I've been very clear. I feel like dark skinned women do not have the same, do not get, oh, dark skinned people, let me say, since we're talking about uh, female now. People of darker tone, darker skin, are not, are not given or afforded the same respect in our society, the Western culture, as people of a Eurocentric or light-skinned tone, that it is—I I can't make it any more plain than that. Are you and dark-skinned,
0: I, I, Michael? Let me, let me, me, myself. Let me flip it around.
7: What if this was a dark-skinned woman? Well, what would you say to a dark-skinned woman who dates a white man, or—or or, no, no, not a white man, a light-skinned? What would you say about that?
5: Are you saying exclusively?
7: I, ex, uh, in, in, in any. In any way, I mean, uh, what would you say about that? Because I think this is what. Yeah,
5: but, I mean, is this, this Brandon, is this Brandon? Yeah, yeah, yes. Breckton. What I'm saying is that if anyone says I don't like dating people who are dark skinned or light things because I think they're ugly,
7: but that's that, their problem. I, just,
5: I that yeah. may be true. That may be true, but it, I, I'm saying that it shows, it, it, it speaks to a person being very shallow. Oh
4: yeah.
1: And not okay. a person that I would be able to respect.
4: Well, the well, thing, well, the well, thing well, is well,
1: too that none of these people that we're talking about are doing what you said though, that, just to be clear here. So the there's no issue, that's what I'm saying. There is no issue with Prince or Haley Berry then because they're not doing anything exclusively. Well Mike, let me just ask you this question. Why did you start the thread
5: and have a picture of the band, of the three women in the band, that say, no sisters? Why did you do as, that? As
1: I said again, I was jokingly doing that. Now, wait, I, you know may, what? and I, all I, it was, was two words, and it has no, you, you can't put I, any I sort of tone, or anything to it, because I didn't say nothing else. You took Mike, the conversation, in a whole no, 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 no. situation, Mike, right? Mike,
5: you didn't do that in the vacuum. It, maybe you said it jokingly, but there's some truth, behind every joke. We all Well, again,
1: know. whatever your truth may be, was what you choose, to pull out of that. That's not weird. Again, so I, you asking me my intentions? My intention was just to throw it up there and I was joking. That was my intentions. Whether there's truth in that, sure, fine. If you want to find truth in that, that's fine.
3: Mike, Q is disappointed in Prince, so pull his Prince card, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let, let's see that threat go, partner. <laughs> hey, kid, Ken, kid, Ken, you hold me these grudges, bro. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know I was joking with you, got kid. No, I
3: ain't got no grudge, I'm cool.
1: Nah, that that whole Prince guy Is a joke Come on food, a lot.
3: Okay,
6: man.
1: Tell them little kids <laughs> Well I mean um, You know Brandon Made some good points I I mean I understand Where you're coming from Q I just think that um, I, To me the whole thing Of light shade Versus Darker shade That That is a little Troubling to me Like I don't really I don't know Is that what we are Really supposed I mean to me That just goes into Hair Like you got Nappy hair Versus unnappy well we're all black people whether or not he's a darker shade or a lighter shade i don't think that should matter uh you know uh you, you said a thing about you don't think women in particular darker skinned women are more respected in society which may be true but that could hold true for anybody <laughs> of, of any color rather they're black or whatever mike you, if you if you go up
5: um i, I may be speaking out of turn if someone you may be able to prove me wrong i'm not gonna say this is a fact but I know when I was subscribing to Ebony, Vibe, Jet, well, maybe not Jet, you, I, it, nine to, 90% of the women in those black pu- publications mm-hmm. were light-skinned. What does that say to, with how we um,
1: view our darker-skinned people?
4: Uh, well, again, in the 80s,
1: I, I, again, I ain't going to lie, when I was young, in the '80s, we was chasing red bone. Okay, that's, <laughs> that's Mine, what we was trying come on, to Mike, get. Come on, so I'm not, I'm not gonna, gonna play no game now. here. Now we was that's but that's <laughs> that was the mentality. What we was watching, we was watching white, white men, women on TV, and then we were seeing light skinned chicks. Like woo, we were going hard for that. that you know, as I say, light skin was in back then, but we were all fucked up. You know. Okay, so then that, now you
5: understand where I'm coming But that was then. We were, then. All, exactly. that was we were then. all fucked up. You just Th- turned it up right, right there. That
1: was then. I don't
3: right. but, that, <laughs> that, but Q, that's been, that's been going on for hundreds of years, sure. man. That That's part of a lot of the, the problems of self, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Self-hatred. I don't say self-hatred. Well, yeah, self-hatred. That. Thank you, Brandon. Self-hatred that black people have been dealing with ever since slavery days, man. Okay. And that's, that's apart from Prince. Okay. I'm not saying Prince choosing to be with Apollonia or or brothers lusting after Lisa, Lisa, like I know I used to, and all these other people, you know, that, I mean, that, that's, look, everybody got their own thing. You know what I'm saying? I used to date nothing but sisters, nothing but sisters through high school, through college. I happened to meet my wife through a friend and we developed a friendship over the course of five years, man. And then that's how that, re- I mean, I didn't go out purposely saying, damn, I'm going to find me the next Lisa Lisa. It just happened to develop that way. And for some people, that's the way it works. Now, I don't know. No, hold on, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, let me finish, bro. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, I understand what you're saying, and and you actually have a lot of credence in your argument, and I actually agree with a lot of what you're saying, because you're right, darker-skinned people in general probably don't get the amount of props they should get. But what I'm saying is I think that's attributed to what, and I think Brandon echoed the same sentiment earlier. That's attributed to a lot of the whole self-hatred self that we've been dealing with as a race for hundreds of years, man. Okay. And so, so Prince decides to choose three, you know, Caucasian chicks for his band, you know, that's not going to tip the balance regardless either way, man. That issue is still going to be here. A hundred years from now, unless we as a people, you know, get past that man. So I don't know I don't know. I can't I can't look at him picking three chicks like he did to say, well, that he purposely did it. Considering that he's had a lot of sisters in his band over the years, Cat Dyson, he's had Rhonda, he had all these other you know, the singers and stuff in the people. I mean if he really had something against, you know, uh, uh, dark women or, or, or black women, then there would have been none of them in his band ever. Period. Throughout the time he's been uh, uh, making music, so we don't really know. We don't. We, so in other words, what I'm saying is, you can't. It's not so easy to just, just you know, from the outside say because he chooses. It seems like from the outside that he tends to prefer this race of women in his band or what have you. We don't know what the real, you know, impetus is in his mind as to why he's choosing it. Nobody knows that but him. That's true. Just like we don't know why Halle Berry tends to go to, to, to the light side, although she did date a couple of darker skinned brothers. We don't know what we don't know what that is. Like like Mike said, most people tend to gravitate to people that are close to them. You know, that's just human nature, man. You know, well, so I hear your argument. I hear your argument and I agree with it, but I just think, man, you're just blowing it like way too fucking out of proportion.
5: No, I'm just defending myself of what I'm doing.
3: I know you've defended yourself. You the ghetto Roger Ebert. I expect
5: that, but you know, you know, I'll cut you down, I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: nigga, I just saw Django Unchained, bring <laughs> it. So this is, this is post-Django. All this, all this
5: <laughs> I understand. Let me, ask, let me take this another quick direction, and it, it's kind of tangential. I mean, cause we, we kind of—I think it was Rocker that uh, brought up, uh, brought up. Um, he said something on the thread, particularly about music. Um, well, I guess it made sense given the the, the beginning of the post on, on Facebook. But I want to get everyone's take on like the, the rele- releasing the black album. Well, he didn't release it, I know, but the intention of releasing the black album, which was a nice album. I'm I'm not gonna lie to you, <coughs> but releasing the black album. In an attempt to attract the quote unquote black audience. I mean, what, what I don't, how do you feel about that? I mean, I was thinking about the, the track like Bob George and some other tracks on, on the album, which I don't know why, you know, a track like that has to be considered for an album that is supposed to bring back the black audience. Why couldn't it just be an album that he wanted to put out? To, to,
6: to increase his audience. Well, I can answer that.
1: And, and with that, when you, when you I'm going to let you go ahead and do that. I'm going to step away for one second, but go ahead and hold it down.
6: He's all, uh, starting with Dirty Mind. There were songs that were very aggressive, post-punk. I mean, the song Sister, you know, it was incendiary. It was... Uh, Outlandish and controversial, but both songs were really no different than Bob George. They were meant to titillate. They were meant to get people uh, talking. It was meant to be thought provoking, and it was meant to stir up conversation. But in contemporary black popular music, I I think he, I think he always. Makes music whenever he is, is inspired. He hears a new musician. Here's new music. Here's a new, uh, a new tidal wave of of influences that may push him even farther. I think that's. I think the Black Album was really the uh, result of him trying to delve deeper into his other creative personas of 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 him as being an artist. So, for what? me, dead, dead On It, uh, Bob George, Cindy C. To me, I think that was just... To me, I think that started a long time ago when he made Dirty Mind and Controversy. Uh, well,
4: you know what? what? What I what I took from it, and this is off of having read uh, uh, Possessed on there. My... my, yeah. my yep. Uh, mm-hmm. What I got on that with the Black Album was basically he, he was... Uh,
1: like, Wait, Ernie. <laughs> before you continue, somebody's got their volume up way too loud. It's echoing. echoing. Uh, somebody maybe speakers playing. Um,
5: I have I have you guys on a speaker, but it uh, it it's been that way the whole time. Hello.
1: Hello. Somebody's somebody. got stuff way loud. Yeah, it's echoing. So echoing. It's hard to hear All people right. talking. Talk. Uh, hey, Raka. Yeah.
6: Yeah.
1: I think it's you. Possibly. Oh, well, no, you're on the me. phone. So it's not you.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, we, we have to change this quickly because we're, we're slowing the show down. Hello, hello. I mean, Hey, yo, Mike, I got somewhat of a family emergency going on over here, man. So I got to break off. All Come right. On. Thank you, sir. We'll, we'll talk to you again.
3: All right. Hey, Q, I love you, man. You, you whack as hell, but I love you anyway, bro. <laughs> All right. Later. All right.
7: Later. Hello. Hello. All right. All right. Yeah, I'm here on the
1: book. Is that better? Check, check,
7: check.
1: Yeah. yeah Go ahead, oh, Ernest. Yeah. yeah, this is. Uh, All right.
4: So, as I was saying, in regards to the Black Album, my take on that came from from uh, the book Possessed. And uh, my understanding on that, the, the whole Black Album was pretty much not unlike uh, the recording of uh, Hello. Hello. In that it was a responsive uh recording um the, the the black album was from and this is what i gleaned from again from possessed is that he uh felt hurt over the idea of uh of folk saying that he had lost his his funkiness that his funky edge was had had been had gone away with the last albums leading up to the recording of the black album and so he, he what his intents were was is to basically show that he was still funky. And um that's where the album originated from. Again, very similar to the response of hello having been recorded to the We Are the World fiasco. That was his response in one song or the black album was a response in my album.
1: Hey Mike, it's, so, it's you that's doing that. <laughs> Mike, what me? Yeah, I, I I pulled you out of the That's call right. and it stopped. Now it I don't talking. know
5: why it was the problem all sudden because I've had the speaker on uh, all the time, but I I've, t- I've detached it. Are You still having the problem?
1: Check check. Yes yes. You're still having the problem. See, it doesn't You're do not. it when you speak, but everybody else does, because the sound is coming out of your speakers and I, I don't
5: know You're what on. has. I don't know what changed. Nothing has changed since we started. But hold on.
1: Uh, but to answer that, no, that sounds a lot better. I would just add too. I think it. I agree with Ernie is saying I think it's a response to you know things like rap music at the time and just that whole sort of changing of the guard uh, in terms of I don't know if he felt like he was getting left behind and it's like oh are they doing this rap thing you know I'm a musician like these cats ain't for real you know they can't really get down like this and you know they can't play and all that sort of stuff and it's so simple I could do it and I think that's kind of what I think he thought like what they're doing is so simple. I can do this and do it better. Now he was wrong, but I think that was a <laughs> lot of where they came from I mean, in terms of the Bobby George thing. You know, that to me that's nothing new in terms of Prince stuff. I think when you look back at some of the stuff that was unreleased in the way he talks in rehearsals and off the show, that's just Prince joking how he normally jokes. He just never really Never had released anything like that under his name, and actually, at the time, he never did because they didn't put it out. Uh, is it a? I think you're you're saying there's a sort of like, well, this is what blackness is. I'm not gonna lie, there's some of that in there, too. I think, yeah, he's trying to get back that sort of black eye. And like I said, to me, in my opinion, at the time uh, around the world, and they came out, a lot of the quote unquote black audience was done. It was like, ah, this ain't that jam no more. I don't know what the hell he's doing. I mean, a lot of people try to forget that, but he lost to all those people at that time. And I think he was like, maybe, yeah, let me get this. Let me give him some of that funk. Uh, the black album to me though, just to say lastly, I think it's one of those albums that was so hyped up. that when you finally sort of heard it, it wasn't all that to me. Like sign of times, Blows that out of the water in my Oh, opinion. no doubt. Yeah, uh, no doubt. I, I even think Love Sexy blows out of the water it is a better record to me, album personally. Uh, mm-hmm. But I do like some of the songs on the Black album. I think that if he would have had uh, released some of the other tracks that he had at that time in a more cohesive sort of thing, it would have been some shit. Like if he just did the flat, the Flash album, whatever. And so you have more of the two yeah. nicks, United from Compton and all the other stuff like that. That would have been some headbutt. You were like, "Whoa, what the hell is this?" Um, so, you know. So I think it's you know it, it is what it is. Uh, Rock hard in the funky place again. If he had just put out the Camille joint and had that on there with a girlfriend and all that, headbutt. Exactly. But you know, it's all broken up and from other songs from a lot of different periods. So. Hey,
5: Mike.
1: Do you- yeah, I hear you. Fine.
5: I wanted to say uh, I'm just I'm being a little tongue in cheek myself now, but it's just ironic that on the black album there's a song that he writes to Cindy Crawford. Well,
1: oh, she was popular at the time. I mean, she was very relevant. It'd be to me no different if he did a song about Kim Kardashian or or when he did uh, the song about uh, what's the Spanish actress lady? I think you missed my point. Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek. I mean, he always does songs to these. Popular chick, so he wants to bang out. I mean. well, I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I think I think you missed my point, though. Well, I know you're trying to go. I'm just saying, yeah. But uh, you know, he's always sort of appealed to that sort of thing. So. But but Prince
6: isn't the only artist that has made an album that was perceived to be tailored towards a a debased uh, definition of blackness, like on the corner by Miles Davis. He made that record right after. Uh, uh a bitches group. You know, on the album cover it has. Uh, get that rapper open. Illustrations of of a Black Panther party member. It has uh, it has a lot of uh on the album cover. It has like a liquor store. It has uh, a street corner. Somebody shooting crap. Shooting craps.
1: Mike. So, Mike. Mike. Mike Jones. I'm not doing anything. Who's Rock the Rappers? Who's opening something? Oh, that's me. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's loud, <laughs> sir. It's real loud. Go ahead, Rock. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah.
6: I, I was just saying that the the black album is only a shock to both people who were so used to uh, his uh, to his music, but they they weren't used to hearing him being so incendiary and being so. Uh, disrespectful and even misogynistic but you know you can look you know you look at miles davis he made records like that john lennon made a host of records like that after the beatles broke up like uh, plastic ono band and the record he did with yoko ono and that was more incendiary because he was going after the u.s government and that's why he was threatened with u.s deportation but the black album i think it was necessary because there's you can never. As much as I love Sign of the Times, I don't want him to make another Sign of the Times. As much as I like Around the World in a Day, I don't want him to make another Around the World in a Day. You know, once it's you know once it's made, you move on, you turn the chapter, and you and you got a brand new canvas to paint colors with. So the Black Album was necessary to draw that line that this is a new creative plateau, whether you like it or not. But this is, best the old, and this is the new direction.
1: Well, you see, the thing is, I think that, I don't think that album does that because, again, it's just a collection of songs from other periods, you know, from what was going on at the time and even drawing from the same period that Sign of Times was drawing from, just songs Mm -hmm. he didn't end up using. Uh, I think that album. So I don't think it really does anything personally. I think <clears throat> it doesn't really show a lot of growth, uh, any more growth than he was displayed on "Sign of the Times." Again, a lot of those songs from the same period. I think, I think that album does good for him internally to to keep it and not know. We don't know about it because the direction contrast between "Sign of the Times" and "Love Sexy" is so different that I don't think he would wouldn't have got there if he didn't have this other sort of little project, let me do something totally different from the Black album. And, and y'all didn't even get that, but I got it. So for us, we hear such a dramatic change in not only the music, but even the presentation and in his whole ideology was so different. Um, you know what I mean? In the context of, of where that album was, as I said, I'm glad that it didn't get put out unless he was willing to stand behind that record And change his whole style up again To match that record Which I don't think he was going to do Which is why I don't think he put it out Because I don't think he was ready To be all the shit that was on that record On stage And and that be his presentation I don't think he wanted to do that At the end of the day He's not ready He wasn't built for that He's like wait a minute I'm going to be coming out here talking about You know it's kind of like like dirty mind He was ready to be that And I posted this video last night The performance from 1981 Literally Mm -hmm. just on stage Bikini briefs leg warmers ain't got nothing else on that's a bold statement I don't think he was ready to, to make a bold statement standing behind the uh, themes of the black album and put his face on it I don't think he was yeah. ready to be Bob George for real and not clowning and be ready to be talking about Cindy C like that and not clowning uh, and and that be his message I don't think he wanted to do that but you know, uh, you, you know
5: you, 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 you. I guess I'm going to say, Mike, I think you you hit on it. I think if you compare the Black album, which was not a bad album, but if you compare it to Sound of the Times, Love Sexy, Purple Rain, 1999, it, I, it doesn't, I mean, all those albums blow it off the water to me. So I guess I'm saying to call it the Black album, it just seems a little tacky to me because it's just, it's just to say, well, Black People were like this. I don't mean, even call it the Black Album. Well, I don't Where- think he did that.
1: I, I don't think the album had any name or title. Actually, it didn't have one. I don't believe it, it was just an untitled record. His name wasn't on it. And it didn't have no It didn't have any title. I think I think just the see. Black
6: Album had more to do with the fact that it hit the black market as in it,
1: it And it, it was just a literal thing to say. Street. It's it's all black pictures, but the pictures black, but I don't think that's what he I don't think he named it the Black no, Album. I don't think it was a
7: mixtape. Source.
2: Okay.
1: Had that album been- if you look back on the original pressings, it doesn't say the Black Album or anything like that. It just it says nothing.
5: No, you're I, I guess okay. I'm wrong. I thought it was called the. I thought it was officially called the Black Album when it was released. Well, officially when they released it, called-
1: it in '94 and all that, yeah, they it you know you know they take the name everybody's been using, but I don't think Prince ever was like this is the Black Album and let's title that and blah blah blah. It had nothing. Okay. Originally, it was
7: supposed to be called the
1: funk bible. Yeah, that was one of the original uh titles of it. And even that wasn't there. Again, it was literally supposed to just come out and wasn't supposed to have it was like don't even say nothing about it, just let it come out and let this be like he just drops the funk shit. This is a return to roots sort of thing. And again, not to say that it doesn't do that, but I just think again, the message behind the themes of that record he was nah. He's like nah. That ain't. I nah, can't come out like that. And, and you know, it,
4: it would have be unnecessary as as a if it would have been a proper release. It would have been an unnecessary proper release had it been brought in when it would have been recorded and and, and put together. It had it, it survived as a true release and not pulled from shelves or you know from distribution the way it was. It would have been unnecessary because it would have really have served no true. Purpose in the scheme of things.
2: I agree. With There's that. another
6: reason why it was a good decision not to put out the black album, because had the hip hop community heard dead on it, he would have he would have faced so much cultural backlash from writers, journalists, the uh, uh, all of the cultural critics would have. Blasted him for uh, making for doing a song that's pretty much a condemnation of rap music, and he's basically disrespecting a, a an American. <laughs> time
0: to eat, bro. Artful.
1: I
4: know. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You guys heard it. You guys heard it from the source. So I actually head on that.
1: All right. Well, and, and well, ended here, but Rocky, I, I agree with you, um, fellas. We we've, we've went. Uh, hella long, I think it was over two hours. This, is, this will be some interesting stuff. Um, I want to thank Big Ken, who <laughs> we <Odie laughs> left, Day Dropping, Brandon, Rocka, uh, Q Storm. Also, shout out to Big Sexy and Sack. Sexy and Sack, excuse me, couldn't make it. Uh, we would love to hear what you guys think about this episode. I know we talked about it a lot. We got into some racial stuff, on and off topic a little bit, but I think it's all good stuff. Let us know what you think. <laughs> Again, keep checking us out on uh, uh, I'm gonna say friend, podcastjuice.net. Uh, with that, we are out of here. Um, go check out the new Prince songs. And I didn't add this. We didn't have enough time. But Prince is also talking about, and this is part of the Funk uh, Dr. Funkaberry thing, opening Paisley Park up this summer for the fans come back and see live shows there and all that good stuff. So we're going to get into that next time. Hopefully this happens and all of us can go and meet. That would be amazing. Alright, we are out of here. Peace. Peace. Peace.